listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. These hips are big hips. They need space to move around in. They don't fit into little petty places. These hips are free hips. They don't like to be held back. These hips have never been enslaved. They go where they want to go. They do what they want to do. These hips are mighty hips. These hips are magic hips. I have known them to put a spell on a man and spin him like a top. Hey, welcome to the Black Gautas podcast. Your host, Rod Ash. Karen, I like them hips. <laughs> Can we be friends? <laughs> and we're here with a late night edition of the Black Out Tips. Niggas, I was tired. I I was pooped. Yeah, Karen came home, said she had a headache, and took a nap. That's the uh, and I thought I think I tweeted out like, hey, um, might not have a show tonight, uh, cause Karen's sleeping. I don't know when she's gonna get up and unlike uh eric killmonger um <laughs> i listened to the black women in my house uh so i said we probably won't have a show but uh karen got up and like shortly after that i was like you ready to do the show so we're gonna do the late night edition thank you everybody for tuning in mm-hmm, y'all we had a long ass weekend and we uh watched our second viewing of black panther and mm-hmm rogic was on keith and the girl for those of you that don't know and we were just up and up and up and up and up and before you know it uh yesterday turned into today and i was went to bed and had to go to work and i'm pooped yeah i got to be the uh dollar negro for keith and the girl <laughs> and go on there and talk about uh black panther it was a very fun discussion I had a ball um, with them you know as always we love those guys and it's such a great show and mm-hmm. uh it was you know i would not do that for just anybody because mm-hmm. honestly you know black joy doesn't need to be explained or anything but uh you know we love those dudes they're our friends and uh calling in is always fun with them so it is. uh if you guys want to listen to it i think it's called black panther it's the latest episode mm-hmm. there are heavy spoilers for black panther all throughout right the so conversation been warned plenty of jokes uh people that are fans of keith and the girl i'm a fan so there's plenty of jokes from just that standpoint but um you know at the same time i hope people enjoy it and stuff and this episode of the blackout tips at the end i'm planning on having a conversation that's very spoilery about black panther i will let y'all know and i'll put it at the very end so that if you haven't seen the movie you want to skip over it's fine although i feel like i don't mean to be mean to anyone but it's such a popular movie within black culture and black spaces at this point it's gonna be spoiled and it's been spoiled by a lot of people i don't know what the proper amount of time to uh wait is because um, i don't know your schedule baby yeah i will try to keep it off of the main feed kind of but at, at some point i mean you know this is that popular and people are already debating the nuances of it and um having some really big uh spoilery discussions everywhere i tried to kind of mitigate it at first but now i'm just like i don't think it's possible and Mm-mm. you know uh it's, it just is it is a it's a big pop culture yeah it's made phenomenon it's made yeah yeah 200 something million dollars and i'm not trying to be funny it gets to the point either you're gonna watch it or you're not yeah and in in this you know it's to the point where if you know that you haven't watched it and you haven't seen it and you don't want any spoilers you literally have to stay off the internet and people don't want to admit that you have to make the change not the internet and so you know uh, um the internet is more people don't internet than you as an individual person like i said no don't nobody know your work schedule your kids work schedule don't nobody know that you might not be able to watch it for three weeks 
and i tell you it's funny it's not our responsibility to accommodate your schedule yeah i i, I mean i feel bad for people that would be spoiled at this point right but there's also a lot of hemming and hawing over people that have seen the movie talking about it's still too early to talk about it i don't know if they're just having issues talking amongst themselves or what but it, it is what it is y'all knew it was gonna be a huge cultural phenomenon y'all knew people were gonna talk about it at this point it's just kind of like the predictable anger yeah uh, over all major movies of like i can't believe y'all are talking about it like y- yes you can you knew, yeah i mean you knew this would happen it's the social part of social you, media yeah you knew a lot of people would be watching it that don't watch the movie a lot of people that don't know that protocol would be talking about it and honestly if you're on social media you know that people don't observe those protocols anyway Mm-mm. a lot of times you can't even fucking wait past thursday night to see a movie and right you know if that's gonna be a huge thing for you then you already kind of have to I, I it's a huge thing for me okay so i speak personally right i have to make i prioritize watching movies as soon as possible because of this right. I, I, hate, I hate to see a movie spoiled even when my friends think they're not spoiling it you know it's very difficult you know let's me talk about different things different scenes different aspects and it's not fair to me to look at someone's social media feed and be like you can't talk about this correct so, you know either I, my choice is to follow or unfollow that's the only choice i get i'm not entitled to tell you how to dictate your life so mm-hmm. you know i the point being i will try to be considerate on this show right um especially on the main feed but you know so i'll you know today there will be a spoilery discussion at the end but it's something i feel is extremely important and um uh, people are really being dismissive at this point and i think it needs to be discussed so we'll talk about the end of the show yeah and for those of you that are premium or for those of you that's like because we're going to talk about it but if you want like a full recap of it Mm -hmm. it's on our our premium feed because somebody asked online and we was like we already talked about it's on our feed a lot of times we watch movies on thursday night so we can have it up by friday because we know a lot of particular this particular movie people were going to end up seeing it as soon as possible yeah i think a lot of people don't like they don't have premium so then they're just like are y'all gonna talk about it and it's like no nah, we're not gonna review it on the regular feed but if you you know if you have spoiled movie reviews it's been out since thursday um all right let's go ahead and get into the show the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme this podcast is brought to you by shadow doll productions they have a youtube channel they would like for you to go to it it's youtube.com slash user shadow doll production or just search shadow doll productions on youtube it'll come up bring you can subscribe to their channel you can like their videos give them a boost with a thumbs up stuff like that share it uh it helps there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff from our voiceover work all that kind of stuff is there so check it out uh it helps us out tremendously uh we're also brought to you by tweaked audio uh tweaked t-w-e-a-k-e-d audio.com um they have all kinds of styles of headphones what they are is a audio earbud maker mm-hmm. they um they're really good high quality earbuds yes they are they're very uh ergonomic i guess is that what you would call it, it fits mm-hmm. into your ears very well the prosthesis because right, uh, honey i beat the hell out of my headphones and they replace them and they come with many different options so like even when you get the headphones say you have smaller earbuds than normal they come with several different co- uh shapes and sizes earbuds i fall in that group 
yeah and then um they have something to go over your ear in your ear around the ear wireless <clears throat> they have bluetooth they have everything so you can go there and they want to hook you up they will give you a third off if you're a listener of the blackout tips plus free shipping and it comes with a lifetime warranty all you have to do is put in code tbgwt when you check out and you can get all these stuff these things my favorite um headphones are the he gones or maybe it's hegony i don't know i call <laughs> them he gone but uh yeah they got they got all kinds of uh headphones there and uh yeah we get like you get you get a third off and you get free shipping and you get the lifetime warranty so you you can't beat that and if you had do something that falls with outside of the warranty you still get a great discount for the next pair of headsets yeah so tweakedaudio.com code tbgwt um and i guess while we're here don't forget also t public if you still want to get that sale on our stuff mm-hmm. to the end of the month for black history black history put in code tbgwt one three eight one zero two and you'll get uh i believe it was uh 30 percent off mm-hmm. of what we have in the store and we have t-shirts mugs we have uh, you name it phone covers <laughs> yeah everything so you know go check it out people are still buying stuff we appreciate y'all we do and i'm glad we have a platform where you guys can just go get a get a simple thing and and, and and enjoy it so yeah particularly for those of you that's been looking or been wanting to get something this is a great time yeah um all right we got all kinds of stuff to get into um i do have a couple random thoughts though okay number one social media was the death of the rhetorical question it really was try it you really can't ask a rhetorical question anymore you know like not even sarcastically you know you can't even be like uh uh like even if you just say really with a question mark people will answer that that's just weird you know there's no such thing everything gotta have an answer right you know uh there's no such thing as a rhetorical question i've noticed it at least and maybe it's just after you get over a certain amount of followers i don't know but yeah i feel like there's no comment i can make that uh doesn't immediately just be (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um another thing uh i was thinking about um instead of spending money on reboots hollywood should finance part two of all the rap videos in the 90s that ended with to be continued yeah we never got part two yeah i feel like you know there's a lot of people in the 80s 90s and 2000s that you know had hip-hop videos and uh specifically late 90s early 2000s and it's like oh shit what happened to part two of the mission with special ed we never found out we never find out you know i thought i mean did puff daddy need a girl and get a girl or not i, I don't know i don't know we, it just ended like y'all don't need to reboot perfect strangers y'all need to finish <laughs> what the fuck happened in them videos we want to know <laughs> uh i think marvel missed the opportunity by not submitting wakanda teams to the olympics this year that wouldn't even have been fair i mean vibranium skis i feel like they would have won everything come on now, i don't know what you do with a vibranium bobsled when that shit just shoots through the <laughs> shoots through the crowd i don't know what you do Mm-mm. also i can't wait and it might happen sooner but it's definitely gonna be happening within 10 months cannot wait for them black panther babies oh they're gonna be so precious oh i can't wait to meet little sherry yeah shuri little first name okoye i know it's a um look that's a beautiful name yeah i know it's normally a last name uh in certain african heritages but i i can't wait to meet that first you know us americans we don't know all that shit Mm -mm. can't wait Mm -mm. to meet first name okoye okoye williams Mm -mm. can't wait 
can't wait for them Koye little jackson can't wait for them little wakabi babies to hop out come on them t'challas mm-hmm. and t'chakas can't wait to see a, a, a you know nakia nakia i can't wait you know it's gonna be so fun we watching college football 18 16 17 years from now we get our I'm first gonna be there to chaka johnson with the touchdown we're like oh i remember uh-huh. that <laughs> yeah mbaku yes yeah. mbaku a lot of them I, I made a joke online i said according to my social media it's gonna be a lot of lost I, I said a lot of lost women in the woods uh around wakanda barking and somebody made a point they was like gay men too i said well yeah yeah i, I you know I, I no discrimination people out there gonna be looking for him mm-hmm. and the whole tribe up in the mountains freezing whole, whole tribe accused are you done are you are you done oh god how do y'all not love this movie how does anyone yes and he was as thick as some old three-day grits Mm -hmm. yeah he had the best accent too uh at any rate man um y'all should definitely uh go see black panther already if you can uh but uh all right that was i think that was all my random thoughts uh but yeah i can't wait for those black panther babies Mm -hmm. it's gonna be so fun all right let's see what other stuff we got going on today um uh oh this is uh just some some it's not really newsy news but i read this today and i thought it was cool home hack majorly cut down on cleaning time with these five genius ideas okay okay mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna i might i might have to initiate some of these so we will see what they're talking about number one the trash can trick there are a few things more frustrating than taking out the trash for getting to replace the bag and accidentally bump, dumping something in the uncovered can. Cut, I've done that many a time. You can cut out the middleman by keeping a few bags at the bottom of the bin. After okay. tying up the old bag, all you have to do is reach down and put in a new one. Okay. Now that one I can go with. Yes, I agree. Number two, sheet treat. If your linen closet is out of control, you can corral your spare sheet sets by folding up the bed coverings and then placing them inside their coordinating pillowcase and then stack the little pretty packages to save space that's smart mm-hmm. see you was against this oh yeah because i didn't know because sometimes i would read now but like, who the fuck would do this mm-hmm. clever kits instead of keeping all your supplies in the pantry or under the kitchen sink make many baskets of essentials to be stored in the rooms you tend to the most gather your secret weapons like all-purpose cleaners gloves sponges etc place them in a bucket and store them somewhere easily accessible but out of sight that makes sense because yeah there's nothing worse than than you needing something in the kitchen and is in the bathroom or the bathroom or is in another room off somewhere in the distance that mm-hmm. may i agree that makes sense mm-hmm. number four better bacon a uh, few activities less enjoyable than cleaning the oven save yourself a ton of elbow grease by lining the bottom with a silicone liner not only will it catch everyday spills and stains but when it becomes truly unbearable all you have to do is remove it and wipe it down no getting on your hands and knees required so my, i seen one of those today you know i'm black so i've been doing that with aluminum foil for years like right. aluminum foil does the exact same thing but from my understanding the silicone things is actually better and they don't wear out you don't have to replace them like you do aluminum foil Aluminum foil is actually cheaper but you don't have to uh replace it and i think they were saying like it's easier to like clean because i spend a little bit extra money like i don't do the, the 
one ply i do like you know two and three and four ply tissue mm-hmm. i spend a little extra money on my aluminum foil i do the aluminum foil non-stick so the bitch can shake around a little bit mm-hmm. and so uh i really like that aluminum foil it's worth it y'all the number five storage savior uh it seems cabinet space is always lacking but this quick fix can help place a standard shelf organizer inside your cramped quarters to add vertical space for dishes or other essentials you'll be amazed how much um effort reach how little effort reaches such noticeable results now i, I don't, don't know understand. yeah i'm trying to visualize I don't okay think. i got a picture of it hold on i'll put it on screen um see this is just something i didn't know about you know yeah it's a lot of things like for people that are very organized there's a lot of shit that we don't have but a lot of people have shit around their house and people go why the fuck you got this stuff they were like it keeps shit organized it keep me from throwing shit on the ground everywhere <laughs> it costs about nine dollars on amazon um and it's, it's, it just looks like a okay. like a rack and what does that do uh you put it in you put it places and it gives you a little extra space so you can put something underneath yes! it as well as on top okay you put it in the you can put it in the um yeah, it, cabinet it, right it almost gives you an extra layer without you having to spend the money for an extra layer you we know? might could use this for like our coffee mugs yeah oh, you know what yes sir we got so many of coffee mugs in there and shit i don't know it's pretty cool mm-hmm. now that one might go on on the thing i like the internet but nine dollars you can actually yeah you can put that in like your cabinets and stuff like that it actually gives you like a second layer of uh for organizing i like that now that out of all of them i like that one the most Mm-hmm. so that were five yeah because the thing about the fitted sheets maybe i'm lazy i don't care but i understand you know if you kind of want to keep it organized. <laughs> um all right let's see what else that was really all the bullshit i have for that um how about this <laughs> shout out to all the black actors and actresses on the black panther set that gotta go back to regular work after this <laughs> i know michelle somewhere rolling her eyes on the walking dead set like these motherfuckers anyway 
not gonna get no experience like that They've, i've been seeing stuff with them talking to the actors and i think uh a lot of them was talking about uh the waterfall scene because they actually show it in, in the things they was talking about how the extras and how when they were taking breaks all of a sudden you would hear drums beating and like the people up in the mountains would just start singing rap songs and they would just be dancing all up and down and through the mountains and they were just talking about how much fun that was yep now they gotta go back to regular work right you go from blackness everywhere to you know you make a reference and everybody busts out laughing to now people are like what what, what what are you talking about Tyrone? she gotta go back from the the her natural short hair look and and in uh black panther and then that terrible wig on fear the walking dead on walking dead come on that's wild that is wild can i touch your wig right she go from from being beside uh t'challa <laughs> to dealing with rick grimes mm. coachella owner donated fifty thousand dollars to a group that called homosexuality a satanic perversion oh yep coachella co-owner phil it looks like Anschutz um continues to draw indignation with his controversial contributions to blatantly anti-lgbtq causes at this stage it's hard to tell if coachella one of the most popular fellow festivals in the world will suffer as a result of clearly hostile agenda towards lgbtq communities um yeah i i mean apparently this has been going for a while he's been funneling large sums of uh to organizations that support lgbtq discrimination anti-environmentalism climate denial and the weakening of labor unions these donations were largely unknown until sleuthing reporters discovered the heavy contributions no news first surfaced of his charitable donations in 2016 according to anshas uh accordingly anshas ceased funding the family research council council the alliance defending freedom and the national christian foundation those three groups are very prominent and they were at the center of the discussion at the time but nigga you do coachella it, right in a recent per- statement released at the time he defined he defined defiantly stated recent claims published in the media that i'm anti-lgbtq are nothing more than fake news it's all garbage i unequivocally support the rights of all people without regard to sexual orientation don't believe you <clears throat> He also added that he stopped giving a certain groups upon learning their support for anti-gay causes. But now there are allegations that his foundation continues to support many organizations with anti-LGBTQ agendas. Interfitch Fork, which recently obtained the foundation's annual tax filing from December 2015 to November 2016. Had to make that shit public, dog. Yeah, and the report details about $63.7 million in grants to these organizations. Good God! Yep. Uh, while he did stop giving to those three groups that he talked about, there are a number of other organizations that he did give to, uh, the Navigators, Dare to Share Ministries, Center for Urban Renewal and Education, Young Life, Movie God Awards are allegedly among the recipients of this foundation. These are organizations that have a history of making anti-LGBTQ statements. That's not all. His foundation is known for supporting politicians with extremely conservative views, not to mention fringe issues like the birther movement. Uh, he actually supported a candidate who openly questioned Obama's birth in America and whether he was truly American regardless. Um, so yeah, that, you know, and that's like a very popular festival for young people and mm-hmm. a lot of artists go there and it's a big deal. Um, to even be on stage. Yeah. And I, you know, not that I know for sure, but my guess is no one's going to boycott my guess is that uh people will continue to attend there and artists will continue to go there correct um i know beyonce was gonna perform but then she gave birth which is why she canceled but some people were like you know they expect her to cancel just because 
of this news at the time so i I don't know but uh yep coachella even when you're just having fun like it's just you know i'll just hey i just want to go out here have fun i mean and people of all races creed colors and sexualities go to coachella and they said they're banning drugs at coachella and shit it's just such a weird it's funny how conservatives love to make that money off of that sin but then they 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 swear to be against it at the same time right you come on them a lot of those high children not all of them a lot of them out there spending their parents trust fund money to even go to coachella you know because it's very expensive to get there for the average person can't most people can't get tickets to it if they wanted to and because it's so exclusive for the average person to go and you made enough money to spend 60 something billion dollars against the people that's actually attending your event yep some of the artists on your stage but yet you turn around talking about your money says otherwise follow the money i don't care what the fuck you say your money says that you believe and support this shit yep uh so there's a there was a serial killer in toronto who murdered at least five gay men and spread their remains across 30 properties what and it's eerily similar to um lawnmower man uh steve mckay novel uh, a fictional horror story appears to be playing out in real life and ca- after canadian police arrested a man they believe slattered his gay lovers before hiding their dismembered remains in gardens across toronto oh so somebody just go out there to the picking carrots and shit and just find dead body parts mm-hmm. landscaper bruce MacArthur, 66 has been charged with five murders after authorities announced on monday that they discovered a number of hat corpses in large planters in the city oh shit they eerily resemble a plot to lawnmower man uh the killings a short story uh work of fiction written by legendary harder writer stephen king uh the book centers around a sex crazed landscaper who murders the suburban homeowner who hires him the story ends after police discover the victim's scattered remains under the backyard birdbath and throughout the manicured lawn uh now as police search for bodies of more than 30 properties on more than 30 properties that MacArthur worked on as a landscaper, speculation has run rampant that the number of victims could be much higher. Right! Police believe he mutilated the remains of his victims and hid them inside large flower pots. Authorities added that he may also have buried parts uh, he tended for his clients uh, throughout the city and surrounding areas. Um, he he take He's taken some steps to cover his tracks and he's uh, we have to uncover these victims hank insignia uh lead homicide investigator on the case said at the news conference and i couldn't even imagine somebody was like hey my family member missing and they got fucking dismissed i guarantee you some of these people mm-hmm. was like hey dog my family member gone we don't know what the fuck happened to him somebody do something the next thing you know he fertilizer three right. miles away at somebody's in somebody's yard you know fertilize somebody tomatoes how do you even find them you know right but i mean even if i reported on this and this guy sounds kind of meticulous and right no no one would think that this is how he was disposing of bodies it's true and it's uh and for some of these people they'll never get justice because i guarantee you some some of the bodies may be so decomposed like you never be able to pull dna off to identify them uh yeah you have to wonder how long he's been doing it right how many years or decades i mean this man is 60 something years old how long has he been doing this 
the digging first began january 18th the day he was arrested when police issued a war- search warrant for the uh to homeowner karen fraser and her husband rob smith who allowed their helpful neighbors uh stores to store some of his landscaping tools on their property in exchange for free yard work it really took the two of us to form a sentence and try to make a plan fraser the told canadian broadcaster cbc during an interview oh so he was like well let me put myself here i just do your lawn for free okay cool not realizing what the fuck he was doing i simply couldn't think i was so horrified every aspect was more horrifying and i just it's just really hard to take fraser said the arrest came as a complete shock telling cbc that MacArthur presented himself as a kind friendly friend always willing to lend a hand you have to understand he's been kind helpful help with our charity work during floral gifts for silent options when i mean fucking body parts in the flowers you know what i was about to say that not your, and some of the people he, that they'll probably never see again with none for him to probably stick a finger a toe or two and shit and ship it off he had been under police suspicion since uh september as part of a probe into disappearances of several men in toronto's gay village area but investigators didn't have enough evidence to charge him on the evening of january 18th police surveillance team saw a male date go into his 19th floor apartment um fearing the, for the man's safety the cops kicked in the door rushed inside where they found the man bound to make arthur's bedpost shaking but unharmed oh they found pictures of MacArthur's alleged victims on his computer uh which offered the first clue to how he initially tied that initially tied him to the murders oh so they have they was like somebody was like hey we need to watch this dude so some dude go up there and they was like you know what let's let's go check on this person because you know we got suspicion that he been doing some fucked up shit guess what they got and imagine if they'd have been a little longer he'd have been dead yeah they may have had surveillance inside the house too who knows correct but i don't know for forensic investigators believe they found blood from at least four of the victims in the apartment as well Police have already probed a number of similar yet unsolved disappearances from men from the gay village area, including one uh, man in 2010, a 40-year-old uh, Navarat um, who dated MacArthur, according to Daily Extra. As yet, police have not linked MacArthur to that case. Experts voiced a note of caution, though, warning that attempts to link MacArthur to a string of similar unsolved disappearances might be premature it's more than likely that he began killing only recently as a response to the confidence his successful attempts inspired in him uh said enzo yaksik uh, who's the director of northeastern university's atypical homicide research group um but you know he was just speculating uh it is desirable to attribute several open homicide cases to one offender but the likelihood that MacArthur ranks among the most prolific serial killers is unlikely the criminal profiler said the serial killers sometimes take decades to begin killing as they struggle internally with their impulse to kill MacArthur was initially charged with two murders those of Salim Easton 44 and Andrew Kinsman 49 both reportedly missing from Toronto's gay village area at separate times last year their bodies have not yet been found police believe they never find them yeah um they believe both men had sexual relations with MacArthur and the suspect as suspect the victims used dating apps in uh common um he was charged with three additional counts of first degree murder also on monday um and the fresh charges relate to the deaths of majid kahan sarush marmudi and dean lissawick hmm. i wonder if he's targeting uh certain races and, and nationalities that's what i'm about to say because some of them names sound brown 
yeah i wonder uh part of that is like well they won't look for this person correct or, you know and, and and maybe uh in certain religions and cultures it's less maybe it's even more of a taboo to be gay so maybe right. you're moving outcast there would be less people looking for them maybe correct i don't know like they do prostitutes i'm just speculating i have no idea but it makes me wonder because i know a lot of times with serial killers and shit they they attach themselves to groups that they the ones that are prolific and get away with it a lot of times they do it to people that they don't think anyone would care about or even attempt to look for mm-hmm. um but yep uh at any rate um they caught him we'll see how many people it is um this club night is making sure trans people of color get home safely um pussy palace is spelled p-x-x like x letter x p-x-s-s-y palace is doing something special for trans the trans feminine community uh they have made a name for themselves as an all-inclusive london club night run by women with pro- that prioritize the safety and fun of its clientele its latest move has been to offer free taxis home for trans feminine people of color mm. uh trans people of color are often targeted uh, uh the target of hate crimes and abusive behavior and the move has been greeted with positivity throughout the community nardine artois uh, or artois i guess one of the founders of the club night said they believe the club nights have a responsibility to look after their guests our policy and the tools we use to implement it is how we fight against sexual harassment and violence she said trans films of color are the most risk at risk uh to these forms of abuse so now we have substantial regular guests and followers we're in a position to offer the most vulnerable guests a safer way to travel home uh yeah that's kind of dope right that way people can go have a good time and you know that you can go home safe you don't have to worry about walking home you don't have to worry about being harassed on your way home you know you got a trip home yeah uh stonewall research in 2017 found that one in three lgbt lgbtq plus people of color has experienced a hate crime in comparison to one in five white lgbtq people uh additional research uh into the trans experience released in january of this year found that more than two out of five trans people avoid certain streets to stay safe and almost half fear or avoid using public restaurants due to restrooms due to assault right uh so often we require trans fans of color to bring the party give the aesthetic bring the noise but never care about how we are getting home said travis albanza a performer and writer who praised pussy palace on twitter for putting action to, to a politic within and outside the community we face heightened violence and often are ostracized and the most attacked and although this move from pussy palace doesn't stop all that recognize the structural ways oppression affects our social lives myself and a group of trans friends read the message last night and let out a sigh of relief and a smile in a climate that often erases our struggle it felt important to be recognized and heard perfect point for the fact that yeah a lot of times they're the trendsetters mm-hmm. you know a lot of times people come for them um and it's also one of the things where you 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 take their money you know you want them there you know you want the dollars but you don't actually want to to deal with them as a as an individual person you know and deal with the issues and problems and also i think this is smart for the uh establishment itself clientele i should go up because people go oh i can go here i can be safe and there's also just like in addition to hopefully the genuine moral like hey this is the right thing to do this is a smart thing we want to help people in addition to that you also have the um public goodwill and the um positive public relations from this you don't surprise more businesses don't take advantage of positive public relations 
even from a cynical capitalistic standpoint yeah. like sometimes you have nothing to lose by being like yeah we're the place that doesn't mind that shit and you'll be on the right side of history too as opposed to these places that are so like uh-uh fuck that you know um but i mean it probably won't cost you much money Mm-mm. you know it probably you know all you're doing is getting an uber for somebody more than likely mm-hmm. or, or whatever they have over there i don't know what they have for ride sharing but you just you know it's just a e- it's an easy win it's and a drop make- in the bucket probably cons- compared to what that person spent to yeah. go there and hopefully it caused a change and other clubs do it out of either competition or just because it's a great idea but correct um yeah i think that's kind of dope um not dope egypt anti-gay raids lgbt rights activists fear widespread brutal uh, crackdown uh an lgbt activist working underground in egypt has accused the government of sparking panic by relaunching a brutal anti-gay crackdown to boost popularity ahead of elections egyptian police arrested 10 people in alexandria after neighbors told the authorities that they had seen people who looked different nor sutan the coordinator of the egyptian wing of the international lesbian gay bisexual trans and intersex association told the ib times uk the group has since been covertly providing the detainees with legal support and food when news of the arrest on the 14th of january broke the ilga worked to give the detainees access to lawyers and donated food and supplies to loved ones to pass on during prison visits the latest arrests bring the number of people detained since september 2017 for allegedly being gay or trans to 85 human rights watch has called the crackdown and assault on lgbt rights in 2016 300 people were arrested good god just for being gay or trans just up well, you look gay or trans you gotta put you in jail right and americans won't sit here and fold their arms go that's not us the hell it ain't if we if we could legally do that they'd be doing that bullshit here they might try to bring it back knowing these politicians right internment camps and all that bullshit don't yeah and that's amazing i think today is like uh the day that they started internment camps for like japanese americans like they started rounding up random and and like two-thirds of them was american citizens what the fuck are we talking about here don't you don't think america ain't above this fucked up shit yeah um some detainees have been subject to anal examinations with no medical basis as such these procedures amount to torture and breach of international law according to amnesty international being gay or trans itself is not illegal in egypt but officials are using a 60 year old debauchery law aimed at tackling prostitution is another reason that it's important to get these laws off the books right one of the things that happens we have a lot of still have a lot of these laws in the books they what happens the law doesn't practice them anymore right so you're not really going to arrest somebody for the practice of buggery or quote-unquote or um you know you're not supposed to arrest people for like sodomy and shit like that but it still exists and i guarantee you some people still do get arrested for you know like right now we consider stuff like sodomy to be like sexual assault or um you know something like that but technically they've used what the fuck sorry i don't know what's going on technically they've used plays yeah and i cut that off too that was weird anyway technically they've used uh sodomy in the past to arrest gay gay men who are having consensual sex to be like you know not necessarily like in a public place or something illegal but like just having like hey yeah that's sodomy y'all niggas going to jail you know what i mean like this extra little thing to put on your um you know to put on your um on your rap sheet keep in mind they never stopped charging rapists with sodomy and shit so now i how the fuck i'm gonna get a job and i gotta put sodomy on my fucking you know have you been convicted of something yeah sodomy uh but it was 
consensual sex uh with my boyfriend uh yeah we're not gonna hire you just in case right you know that's also what they accuse people that you know sexually assault people of so i'm just gonna have to take a air on the side of caution you know it's that shit so um but yeah apparently this is what happens when you don't get those walls off the books correct um so they also said um the clampdown started last year at the two individuals unfurred a rainbow rainbow flag at a concert of the lebanese rock band uh mashru Layla, whose singer is openly gay so they decided to crack down on all gay people because someone had a pride flag at a concert Mm-mm. well this is just going too far now it's time to lock up gay people what the fuck in the wake of the concert a group of 15 mps presented a draft law that would criminalize every aspect of lgbt life those found guilty of engaging in same-sex relations would face up to 15 years in prison what activists believe the raids are means of distracting from the nation's failing economy that, okay well uh, who the fuck is gonna be like i forgot i didn't have a job it was gay people was out here y'all gonna get some extra money zero from zero equals zero during the crackdown and after the proposal of new laws people were very afraid and panicking there was a moment of silence we didn't hear about any new arrests but this week we started hearing about another round of arrests in alexandria and we have started panicking again we're afraid this is a new crackdown or a continuation of the last one she added def- it's definitely a distraction from the problems of the country to raise the popularity of the government to show they are still protecting morals and have control man um that's why when egypt was having their elections and raiding and shit like that americans act like that wasn't our problem like that shit was real over there pitting the public against lgbtqi uh people has been an easy scapegoat for many governments to pivot attention away from the actual problems of the country it's easier to get mad at the gays than it is to actually fix what is broken correct rashima quattra um uh, anti-gay rhetoric has been building in egypt since the 2013 military coup nila goshal who researches lgbti rights issues in africa for the advocacy group human rights watch previously told ibt ib times uk police officers have posed as users of gay dating apps such as grinder and hornet in order to target the community all the time imagine that you just go on an app to meet up with somebody to sleep with them and boom y'all also notice that morality never crosses over into heterosexual shit like isn't it just as amoral for heterosexual people to have sex out of wedlock yet somehow you know for all the people i see y'all see as a siren they never they never view that as let's put these people in jail they're having they're having cishet sex without even fucking uh you know getting married or following all the tenets of their religion or like that's never the morals that get cracked down on it's Mm -hmm. always gay people because it's easier to skate it's easier to scapegoat lgbtqi people and it's easier to uh fucking get the rest of people with privilege to either ignore it or be complicit in it correct um that's that's fucking sad man it's weird because egypt is one of those places i don't know much about egypt but i still remember the whole like arab spring thing and twitter really coming into like this revolution and there's gonna be these young people and they're gonna take over and um i don't know this just seems sad like what happened to that momentum you know um but uh yeah they said sometimes the police will text be will text you pretending to be a date and talk to you for months before you know getting you and arresting you so they basically want to make you scared to even use those sites to contact each other to talk especially if they'll go months like that's psychological warfare there 
Being that shit should be illegal. Why are you on these sites perusing for these people? Because being gay is illegal. It's the opposite way. I thought you said it wasn't illegal, but they was using laws. To- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. It is. Is listen because being you can you can say being gay isn't illegal. We don't mind. But then if you're going to use I, this fucking law to arrest me, it is illegal. Yes, it is. Okay, you ain't I'm using it to arrest nobody guess. else. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's like, it's like when they want to pass a sagging pants law. We know what that means. Niggas. Right. Y'all not going to arrest Pop uh, Papa Jones who fucking uh, owns a farm and has sagging overalls when he goes to pick up his bait at the tackle shop. Like, nah, y'all not going to arrest him. Y'all going to arrest fucking Lamont who's in the mall and his pants sagging a little bit y'all gonna fucking take him to jail like i know a fucking you know tainted ass law when i see one dog right agreed a transgender woman becomes the first in the world to breastfeed exclusively for six weeks after do-it-yourself hormone therapy and breast pumping oh yeah for all the uh you can't have i mean if you can't take care of baby da 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 you know i I think this also kind of strikes at just the idea of like gender roles and what we consider gender in general correct you know um but yeah uh transgender woman has become the first in the world to exclusively breastfeed her baby despite not giving birth nor undergoing gender reassignment surgeries the 30 year old woman who has been identified who has not been identified told doctors at mount sinai center for transgender medicine and surgery that her partner was pregnant but did not wish to breastfeed and she hoped to try instead for three and a half months before the birth the woman put up a dose of hormone replacement therapy with the patient obtained uh which the patient obtained in canada as well as breast pumping it until she could produce eight ounces of milk each day by the time the child was born the patient was producing enough milk to exclusively nurse for six weeks then continue breastfeeding alongside other food sources for six months uniquely she hadn't had any gender reassignment surgeries like a breast augmentation or a vaginoplasty to construct a vagina or vulva which can change a person's hormone level in theory and in theory affect the ability to breastfeed um the case study published to today in the journal transgender health is the clearest evidence to date that do-it-yourself hormone therapy can allow transgender women to experience the experience of childbirth and pregnancy uh we believe that this is the first formal report in the medical literature of induced lactation in a transgender woman um um uh, their doc- the patient's doctor tamar reisman md said the milestone was a breakthrough for transgender medicine adding we're happy that the patient shared her experience with us and we're happy to help our patients build happy healthy transgender families um yeah i, I actually love shit like this because one science but then two like to be able to like kind of s- go against the kind of either the binary structure of gender or the idea of like you can't do this and that's like because people use these arguments a lot of times to say what people like why this is wrong because your body can't and it's like you don't know what the fuck a body can do yeah and a very small percentage of men actually get breast cancer people right. better realize that so you know the tissues are, are, are in both sexes you know yours is just a chest and mine is a breast but it's, it's still the same tissue yeah so um you know and it gives people hope too you know correct um because we spend so much time like being obsessed with these bodies we're in when um i don't know i feel like the world can be bigger than that um the proceeds from lush bath bomb go towards transgender rights 
uh charities oh i didn't know that a lot of people love those a night of self-care is important there's nothing more uh there's more to lush bath bombs than the colorful fizzle and suds the brand which was just named one of four's best employers for diversity is well known for releasing products that benefit a good cause for instance the proceeds from the brand's charity pot lotion eight dollars go to fund organizations to help fight for environmental conservation animal welfare and human rights Hmm. now another product will serve an equally important charitable purpose meet the new heart shape inner truth bath bomb six dollars out february 15th all of its sales will go directly towards transgender right causes uh this is all in honor of lush's hashtag trans rights our human rights campaign which kicks off today the next time you stop by your local lush you'll see the store's usually bright display taken down and their place will be quotes from lush staff members about gender identity such as my identity is not a trend in a press release lush explained that the goal of the company is to raise four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for trans rights activist groups the brand will also launch the hub lushusa.com slash trans rights which aims to provide resources for anyone to trans or questioning community brick and mortar stores will give away seventy five thousand how to be an ally manuals to cisgender shoppers along with that shops will be home to community events and the brand will use a snapchat to discuss hot button trans issues and release short documentaries on the topic wonderful god damn they went in and even a better reason to support them their product is excellent yeah they i mean that's dope too and like i said there's a positive pr to shit too we always talk about negative pr like when you fuck up or when people you know we'll even speculate sometimes like oh this company said this thing that's fucked up so they would go viral or whatever but we it's very rarely we talk about like or you have companies that are like nah we're on some positive shit we're on some progressive shit and we're in business and we're making money and that makes money too you know like you know everything that had to be regressive to make money everything doesn't have to be sensationalistic to make money you know and yeah there are gonna be some haters you know but there's a lot of people that walk in that store that probably quote unquote don't agree with um with lgbtq lifestyle quote unquote they buy that shit and they love those fucking products so their money is going to a good cause like we always talk about the opposite like you know hey just because you got netflix doesn't mean you don't support monique or black women or whatever and i i agree i don't i don't think it does mean that but there's also stuff where you know or i eat chick-fil-a i don't hate gay people or something like i completely understand but there also could be the opposite you know like some of these companies can take this money from people that you know uh they might be trump voters but now they helping out lgbtq people via um their money going uh to lush you know right like you said they'll spend their product on 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 shit because it's good they like it yeah all right um let's get out of here on those are two good stories let's just stop i know Uh, i know (laughs) i know before it goes downhill um we do have some uh fucking with black people but before we get into that i did want to say ryan coogler and michael b jordan hope to make a film about african king mansu musa mansu musa uh the richest man in history and um i I don't really care about the details of it but this is one of the reasons that black panther was so important and why ryan coogler doing um you know that um um why him even doing that was so important you know why him even getting black panther and why michael b jordan being in it was so important the money from that enables those dudes to to get make dreams come true that they've had since however long you know because i'm not trying to funny otherwise don't know if we would ever got this movie 
right um so i'm glad that um and i'll be spending my money whenever that come out in 2025 whenever it come out yeah we ought to talk about black history didn't start with slavery and shit like that but you know how many times have um have we had these moments where it's like we don't have movies to even teach people what happened before that Correct. you know we don't even have the uh resources to turn around and say um this was you know this was uh um th- like this is what this this is what was going on before slavery and we and not in a factual like documentary way but even in a, a way where you do get to play up the heroic aspects and you do get to fictionalize certain events and you do get to show a camera that loves black skin and there's no white person in it to be the narrator or the director or or their version of the events that you know they have to like come in and kind of bastardize um i actually really love that these are the dreams and they're not alone there's a lot of people that either got paid made connections or uh will be able to get financed um via black panther you know and something i didn't think about think about the stunt doubles like like the people that are like the almost like the unseen faces Mm-hmm. A lot of those people are uh, are going to end up getting jobs. They was like, "Oh my God, I we seen the stunts that you did. We're not of that world, but people hear about these. They're like, oh, you did the stunts for such a, such such a. Why don't you come and do the stunts for Mission Impossible or whatever the next hot thing is? It doesn't always have to be black. It could be their work can actually put them in other realms of work to make more money." yeah um and they and they do have black stuntmen black camera people black um i mean they got black everything correct you know like everything they could go find black people to do they fucking did and now those people have can have on their resume i did this movie and one, one of the biggest things for me is that and i know a lot of people will ignore this how some of these people from black panther do y'all wigs do y'all makeup you know do your clothing because y'all be having people look fucking crazy sometimes on screen and it's not even movies have start hiring some of these people for tv shows because a lot of people who actually do like the news and tv shows some of those women if they can't afford it they actually have their own makeup and hair teams that follow them everywhere they go because when you walk into a place you don't know if the person there knows how to do your hair knows how to do your makeup have you look at ashy three shades too light three shades too dark they don't know what they're doing and they do something one time they don't know how to replicate it again like shit like that matters yeah and i still remember that woman that wrote um that um ryan coogler shouldn't have done shouldn't have taken the job to do black panther and she resented the fact that him losing his like indie credibility and he should kind of just stick to the whatever she also wrote recently about how the me too movement was going too far so take that with a grain of salt but you know i still remember reading that piece and and i could not have vehemently disagree with it more than i than i did and you know two years later we get this like the fifth highest grossing opening of all fucking time what are you talking about you know they so scared that, that we're gonna get a little power and not want to not be able to tell us what to do you know and that's right. because he can take his money and pour and his influence and disney and all these connections and pour it into a, into this next film about an african the richest african man in, in the history of the world or whatever like the richest man in the history of, he can get to do that and make that story that he may have thought of when he was fucking 14 and been like wouldn't this be cool 
or or even if he thought of it a, a day ago i don't give a fuck but he can now go do his dream passion project that's why you do this shit and that's why the gates being open for people matters why oscar so white matter that's why um you know uh getting these awards getting these studio jobs that's why me too matters honestly this access to power for people but it's also access to their dreams and that representation does matter to a lot of people to see themselves on screen correct uh all right uh let's do some uh fucking with black people um here we go wrong my bad we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game called fucking with black people we go all around the globe find different articles make us feel fucked with we'll sign point scores from zero to 100 intervals 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us today uh wsvn tv producer was suspended after spewing the n-word I wonder which N word it was. Nasty. Nincompoop. Naggers. Uh, WS. Negroes. <laughs> Insecure. <laughs> WSVN Channel 7 producers been suspended pending a station investigation to an ugly video of an argument with a neighbor in which she spewed out the N word. Robin Cross, 49, a 25 year news veteran, uh, who, um, has worked for cbs4 and nbc6 in miami and cbs12 in west palm beach oh florida down there with all the brown people down there in florida as well as wiod 610 a.m radio has been told to stay home and write a statement explaining her side of the story stay home and write a statement oh she only got suspended reached this morning uh the the day of her second anniversary at the statement she declined i mean station she declined to comment but a source familiar with a statement said cross is telling the station officials she's been embroiled in the neighborhood dispute since moving to fort lauderdale out of venice drive um four years ago she says her neighbor robert fenton and his family have been harassing her about parking near their house cross says she just lost her cool tuesday night at <laughs> sorry after she <laughs> hey i just lost her cool called them knickers my bad you know how it is off night after she parked near a retired car dealer fenton and he came out of her to confront her the video of the confrontation filmed by fenton is crystal clear the argument turned particularly nasty when cross showered him with four letter bombs uh you don't fucking own the road crosses her telling fenton after he told her she is blocking his driveway this is such a white woman right <laughs> this is such a white woman and she probably fucking was like what's white oh no we're doing fucking with black people she's definitely white oh okay yeah yeah this is such a white woman that though. and she probably was blocking his driveway yeah 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 so yeah oh yes 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 yeah she yes. was in the wrong she was definitely right and he was like driveway. bitch i don't give a fuck about you being white move your goddamn car and she was like oh you niggas ain't gonna tell me what to do today you don't fucking own the road i guarantee yeah, you. she was wrong guarantee you talking about falling out with people yeah you probably been doing racist shit or shit like this and they probably been like hey stop doing it bullshit she definitely says fuck it with that a in there you're not fucking on the road it's not your fucking road maurice okay uh but yeah she said you don't fucking on the road crosses her telling fitting after he told her she is blocking his driveway crossed then launches to a tirade about how street parking is illegal anyway but the 66 year old fitting who also parks there when the space is open uh at the end of the 50 second video cross can be heard saying yes i use the fucking 
i use the word fucking if you haven't heard it before except for your fucking son who's dating a fucking nigger finally i said it out loud cross it oh finally i said it out loud she says as she walks away Fenton's son local lawyer avery fenton calls his girlfriend a wonderful woman who often joins him when he visits his dad by wednesday morning avery fenton had written a letter spelling out the incident that ended up on the desk of wsvn news director tommy gonzalez along with the video in his letter avery fenton asked for the fox affiliate to fire cross right your employee reduced my girlfriend to nothing other than a slur based off her color of skin last night that's not seen was not seen the video said uh dad robert fenton is that at one point cross was waving her wsvn press credentials at him she was using her press credentials as a weapon it's saying look at who i am how much power i have i'm gonna get you obviously she is very bigoted and there's something very wrong with her said uh the elder fenton um so and of course the station said they couldn't comment on personnel matters mm-hmm. fucking on the road uh yeah so zero to 100 karen oh she gets 100 100 yep that one was pretty pretty easy mm-hmm. um california police work with neo-nazis to pursue anti-racist activists that don't make no <laughs> okay say that again california police okay worked with neo-nazis okay to pursue anti-racist activists that makes no sense why would so y'all work with racists to pursue people that's against racism Mm -hmm. but y'all don't want me to think all police is bad and that's cali you know i mean home of the lapd and everything but that's supposed to be cali the liberal bastion of america could be his own country it don't mean you ain't racist nigga yeah they would have voted for obama twice if they if they could have a third time if they could have california police investigating a violent national white nationalist event worked with white supremacists in an effort to identify counter protesters and cite the prosecution of activists with anti-racist beliefs the records which also show officers expressing sympathy with white supremacists and trying to protect a national a neo-nazi organizer's identity were included in a court briefing from three anti-fascist activists who were charged with felonies after protesting at a sacramento rally the defendants were urged urging a judge to dismiss their case and accuse california police prosecutors of cover-up and collusion with fascists yeah how do you not dismiss that case immediately the defense lawyer here's the thing the antifa motherfuckers uh people don't like hearing this shit but it's the truth and trevor noah's right they not really on our side necessarily Mm-mm. i have no sympathy like i don't feel bad when they punch a nazi and shit like i like good fuck them i don't care but i'm not stupid enough to be like well because they out here punching nazis they are down with black people and shit because they really mm-hmm. not you know um like i i saw a video in dc i think where it was a black dude being like hey why the fuck are y'all burning shit in the middle of our street stop and the white people were basically like accusing him of being some type of coon he's like no fuck trump i i'm black i support you know protesting against the president all that shit but i live here and y'all don't and y'all drive into this fucking city into my neighborhood and y'all burn shit up and y'all fuck shit up and i gotta stay here 
right cause it, chaos and then you leave and we got to deal with the aftermath right he's like just don't do like he's like protest hold your signs up do all that shit but can y'all just not start this fucking fire and end up burning shit up they and they and these white people basically looked at him like shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about because they white right and that, and that, they were the antifa motherfuckers you know what i mean so like i'm not stupid enough to think they're on our side that being said it's obviously what side the police is on you working with neo-nazis right then when you know to fucking arrest and prosecute the fucking antifa motherfuckers with felonies like yo what the fuck was that i'm supposed to believe you ain't racist i'm supposed to believe that a cop if one of those cops arrest me one of those sympathizers with these neo-nazis that i'm gonna get a fair trial no. that i'm that, that that i got a good chance of getting pulled over and getting my rights respected i'm supposed to believe that get the fuck out of my face man um yeah uh the fifth lawyer said the case at the state capitol offers the latest example of the u.s law enforcement appearing to align with neo-nazis and white supremacist groups while targeting anti-fascist activists and donald trump protesters after violent clashes it's shocking and really angry to see the level of collusion and the amount at which the police cover up for the nazis said yvette for the Ber- berkeley teacher anti-fascist organizer charged with assault and rioting after participating in june 2016 sacramento rally where she said she was stabbed and bludgeoned in the head the police who were victimized by the nazis were then victimized by the police wait the people who were victimized by the nazis were then victimized by the police and the district attorney yep they all worked together of course steve grippy chief deputy district attorney prosecuting the case in sacramento vehemently denied the claims of bias in an email to the guardian alleging that anti-fascist stabbing victims have been uncooperative and noting that his office has filed charges against one of the members of the traditionalist working party the neo-nazi group that organized the rally okay that one person right some california highway patrol investigation records however raised questions about the police investigation tactics and communication with the twp for larker's attorney obtained numerous examples of chp officers working directly with the twp after treating often treating the white nationalist groups as victims of anti-fascists and suspects uh uh i'm sorry treating the group the national white nationalist group as victims and the anti-fascists as suspects twp is intimately allied with neo-nazis and the other hardline racist organizations and advocates of racial racially pure nations according to the 70 uh the southern poverty law center its leaders have praised trump and the group claims to bring more than 100 people to charlottesville white supremacist rally where a counter protester was killed but you know they the real victims um in one phone call with doug mccormack identified by the police as a twp affiliate who acquired the permit for sacramento rally chp investigator donovan aries uh warned that it warned him that police might have to re- release his name in response to public records requests the officer said he would try to protect his name i'm gonna suggest that we hold that a redacted name or something until this gets resolved the officer told the white supremacists adding that he didn't know who had requested the records or the permit permit and noting if i did i would tell you that can't be okay that can't be legal yeah hmm. anyway mccormick was armed at the rally with a knife the officers write up about an african-american anti-fascist activist included a photo of him at the hospital after the rally and noted that he had been stabbed in the abdomen chest and hand aries however treated the protesters like a suspect in the investigation the police investigator recommended the man be charged with 11 offenses including disturbing the peace conspiracy assault unlawful assembly and wearing a mask to evade police as evidence he provided a facebook photo of the man holding up his fist 
the officer wrote that the man's black power salute and his support for anti-racism activism uh demonstrated his intent and motivation to violate the civil rights of the neo-nazi group uh he was ultimately not charged even though this police officer did suggest that he be charged <sighs> for a facebook picture with him holding up his fists and a black power salute as proof of 11 felonies that was, they were gonna put that he thought that shit would hold up in court or they would intimidate him enough to make him plead to something right correct aries reports uh also also noted for Larka's political activism in great detail referencing her activism on behalf of students of color and women's rights protests this is a textbook case of political witch hunt selective prosecution shot the driver one of for Larka's attorney said in the interview officers also work with twp member Derek punio to try to identify anti-fascist activists recordings reveal officers interviewed punio in jail after he was arrested for an unrelated domestic violence charge this motherfucker beating women and they're like hey can you help us uh, I, I know i know you got a domestic violence charge i know you hit your, your wife or whatever here's the thing can you help us track down some of these people that don't like racism because we really could use some help because we just uh, there's a lot of people going out here that just don't like racism and they are fucking on my nerves by the way the police aligning against people who are against racism should tell you what about the police what is it about the police that they feel that it is in direct conflict to policing to be against racism and that people that promote racism and white supremacy are on the side of the police and to be treated as cooperators instead of hostile uh people to be taken off the streets i mean message seemed clear as fuck to me um the, the officer said we're pretty much going after them and assured him we're going we're looking at you as the victim when they talk when talking about trying to uh to this wife beating man or girlfriend beating man about trying to you know arrest these anti-racist activists mm-hmm. uh aries noted that punio was armed with a knife at the rally and that one stabbing victim told officers he believed punio was responsible using video footage aries also noted that punio was in the vicinity of another victim at the time that he was injured but the officer said the evidence ultimately wasn't clear punio and mccormick uh now keep in mind <laughs> black power fist on facebook clear evidence of 11 felonies video evidence of a dude who had a knife near two people who got stabbed not clear evidence not we don't know what happened there punio and mccormick who could not be reached from comment were not charged uh aries report uh includes images and names of three other twp affiliated men who they said were armed with knives but also have faced no charges so since they all had a knife how can we tell the chp declined to comment in response filed on thursday prosecutors said every assertion in the mention to dismiss is inaccurate and fabricated and accused for lawyers lawyers of using the filing to make a political statement the response also repeatedly blamed the stabbing victims for ignoring the district attorney's inquiries despite the fact that we have not gained the cooperation of these victims the investigation to hold their attackers responsible uh continues forward prosecutors also said the charges were based on video evidence and argued that no one is believed the protection of the law no matter how repugnant his or her rhetoric or misguided his or her ideals allegations of police bias and collusion with neo-nazis have emerged in similar cases in the u.s last year u.s prosecutors targeting anti-trump protesters in washington dc relied on video evidence from a far-right group with a record of deceptive tactics 
at an oregon alt-right event police allowed a member of the right-wing military style group to help officers arrest an anti-fascist activist police in charlottesville were wildly accused of standing by as nazi attack prosecute uh protesters and a black man who was badly beaten by white supremacists was later charged with a felony um so yeah it's you know we know what side the police are on but i'm supposed to trust them with my life to protect and serve uh a hundred for me same yep um let's see um a bronx teacher uses disgusting physical exercise to show how it feels to be a slave uh students and parents at bronx middle school 118 were man what's up with new york schools lately were shocked uh to discover that social studies teacher patricia cummins went to disturbing lens to teach her class about slavery she picked the black students in her class and made them lie down on the floor at which point she stepped on their backs to show them what slavery felt like bitch you step on my motherfucking child don't you put your feet on my goddamn i'm surprised somebody didn't come down there and burn that motherfucker down yeah i feel that you know there's gotta be other ways maybe using our words maybe you know um reading a passage from a book you know i I feel like there has to be something other than stepping on a black child's back and something that you bought up uh about history when you, you know you've been reading about history and shit like that because you have a lot of white women who teach our children and they're very ignorant to a lot of shit they think that this shit is okay because if she did not think it was okay and it would not surprise me if this is not the first she's done other shit this might be the first time she has quote-unquote stepped on children but she has did some other questionable shit i guarantee you something gonna break where they was like well she did smack a kid but we dismissed it or she did have him chained up walking in but we dismissed that Mm -hmm. like like it don't start out on 10 like this it's the small shit that she's probably been doing over the years that parents have been complaining about and they've ignored a lot of times by the time you get to these extremes they've done other shit like all these stories come out when they was in this school system and people complain we put them in we we shipped them to over here with a with with some other brown children to abuse when at the end of the day they should not she should not be in anybody's classroom yep she picked three of the black kids made them lay on the floor and then she said you see how it feels to be a slave how does it feel and my thing is this what happened if one of them children would be like, bitch, don't touch me? Like, what happened if one of them children would be like, I'm not doing this? Yep. No, uh, they would have been charged, right? Like, 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 mm-hmm. the, they would have been, like, that child would have been sent to the, for some shit that, this is ridiculous, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd have been like, yeah, baby, you, you right, don't do that shit. Yeah, we trust our, uh, we trust these teachers to take care of these kids, right? And then you end up in this situation uh but yeah she um was removed but only for a few days right which means she went right back to the same fucking children she returned to class on thursday later in the same day she was reassigned away from children whatever that means while the investigation has not been completed these are deeply disturbing allegations the alleged behavior has no place in our schools or society said education department spokeswoman toya holness they kill me with that because it is because if it wasn't we wouldn't keep seeing situations like this pop up all the time it's like the like the woman yanking lena horns pitch down i mean just cutting it because they can they do it because they can they do it because the system allows them to mm-hmm. yeah it has no place but yet that's the only place 
you know it's, it keep happening right you know i mean i feel bad for whoever toya holdness is she didn't do it probably a sister it probably got nothing to do with her job but still you know as the spokesperson this is you know unless y'all get rid of this motherfucker how i'm supposed to believe it has no place because it clearly had a place four days later when y'all brought her back bought her back dog um a hundred right bought her back employees at michigan at a michigan bar gave biracial co-worker a watermelon with happy half mlk uh happy black day written on it who thought this was okay the owners of Darbs Tavern and Eatery in Mason, Michigan, is attempting to apologize. Attempting. I'm so. What you gonna half apologize like that half fucking watermelon? Boy, is that egg all over my face? Oh man, what you a mean mistake! Watermelon juice all over my face. What a mistake! I did not know I could. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. With my whoops. Mm-mm. Yeah, they are attempting to apologize. Um, according to Lansing State Journal, the incident was brought to the public after Kelly Martin Amory posted on Facebook status, uh, Facebook status on the weekend and included pictures of the watermelon and expressed her outrage at her daughter's treatment. According to Amory, this is not the first time her daughter's faced this kind of inappropriate behavior in the workplace, noting that her daughter's boss sometimes calls her halfsy. I've sat and stood on this and I'm furious about it. Decided to post to see what everyone thinks. My daughter got this on MLK Day because her work included her boss thought this was, including her boss thought this was okay. Uh, it is not. Come on people. This is awful on so many levels. She is biracial. Hence the happy half MLK Day. This is on top of many comments her boss feels free to say, including calling her halfsy. Uh, please share hashtag not okay. Hashtag racism still exists. Hashtag let, let's move forward, not back. It is, um, even the wording of her outrage by the way which i'm not i'm not knocking her wording but it still speaks to how insidious racism is she said she stood on this for a while she said her daughter's been called this name many times she said this this has been a hostile work environment from the jump and this was just the bridge too far um and that's really the 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 insidious thing about racism is it makes you doubt yourself we we went out to eat last night and we went to this restaurant and i still don't even really want to know if i want to say the restaurant's name because i'm not really sure what happened and i don't want to it, it, it makes you second guess yourself i'm 39 years old i'm a black man i've been black my whole last life i think i know racism when it's happening when it, but i also feel like part of racism is you get gaslit right you feel mm-hmm you feel like you're the one being too sensitive or am i reading too much into this am i making something about race that's not but we went to this restaurant we walk in it's after the black panther we're wearing our you know i think i had a i'm rooting for everybody black shirt on karen had her 100 percent black nutritional facts shirt and her fur was out and you know we walk in and you know we're standing around for a second hoping to be sat and then like eventually someone comes over to us and is like oh yeah and we've been here a couple times before but during the daytime during lunch mm-hmm. and um and now it's dinner and so this guy comes over and he's like oh yeah the hostess is over there go to there i was like okay cool so we go to the hostess like area and there's like i don't know four people in front of us um i don't know if they're all together like two individual couples like two different couples and uh they walk right up in front of us and the hostess comes over and seats them immediately then she comes to us and she's like okay well there's a 15 minute wait i'm like hmm 
feel like you just sat those people in front of us immediately but maybe i'm tripping maybe they waited their 15 minutes and now it's their turn and we don't know what we're talking about um keep in mind guys i'm not exaggerating when i say almost the entire inside this restaurant was empty now i'm like maybe do they only sit people outside after a certain period of time but then i look inside and there is one table where they got food and they're sitting inside there's a bar area where people are by the bar and she was like well um yes yeah, 15 and so soon as she said 15 minutes even though me and karen looked around like i don't see nobody i was like we'll wait 15 minutes that's fine you know because i was like and, fuck it and then she said 20 as soon as i said 15 she goes or 20 as if she was looking for a number for me to be like oh well, that's just too much i was like okay well if i wait 15 then obviously i'll wait 20 whatever you know so she's like okay um well uh if you guys want to have go to the bar maybe get a drink or something and i was like all right so we walk over towards the bar and I, i'm like i don't want to get a drink at the bar and i'm starting to put it together like why aren't we sat yet you know like i'm looking around like why couldn't we just sit at one of these tables you know i look at this couple who's sitting at a table and they're eating food and i'm like clearly they can serve food on the inside too you know i'm putting this together and i'm slowly kind of like getting upset and starting to be like is this racist is this racist you know um and and even though i feel like i knew immediately as soon as she told us it was a wait and other people didn't have to wait um now to their benefit no couple came in behind us Mm-mm. so i don't know if the if like another couple would have came in and they weren't black or they would have been sat right away or something i don't know um and um you know she's just essentially standing around at the um doing motherfucking nothing yeah just standing around that little station nothing's happening we made eye contact a couple times she looked away um and so eventually you know i'm talking to karen i was like baby i think this is just racist and i you know i hate to kind of it's like it took me five or ten minutes but i hated to even kind of like have that moment of like yeah i I think these motherfuckers just don't want us in here you know um or at least she didn't you know i don't know like i said i've been there plenty of other times no problem no problem um so i was like all right you know what fuck it i don't want to be somewhere where i'm not wanted anyway um and two i don't want to turn my life into a fucking uh i'm not trying to be a become an activist over this i'm not gonna fight you over whether or not i gotta see and honestly she had plausible deniability on her side she could have just really said no the couple in front of you also waited 15 minutes and um you didn't see that because y'all just walked in but they waited by the bar for 15 minutes and that's when they got sad and we only sit people outside or so it could have been anything and i didn't even want to hear whatever the fucking excuse she had i just knew it in my bones and i was like i don't want to eat here anymore and so we went somewhere else and ate um and karen was gonna write like a, a yelp review about it and stuff and i mean i'm like if you want to send it go ahead it's accurate but i that's the insidious part of racism i still don't know for a fact she didn't say anything racist to me she didn't i didn't see somebody else get treated differently than me for sure like because i didn't know how long that couple was there before us i like literally i'll never know but i know you know what i mean um and 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 it, i don't know it's like you know I, I, it's funny because like that's one of the reasons people love black panther so much it's escapism for black fantasy for two hours and 15 minutes right it's a place we can all kind of go as black people and be like i don't have to worry about 
the treatment that i'm gonna receive in this movie theater in my mind for it's a space where i can just be like oh what if a magical land existed like this right um anyway all that to say even the way this woman wrote this comment look at how much shit she took before and she didn't even feel certain enough to be like this is racist and fucked up right she's like what do y'all think about it right because that, that, that that's the thing about racism is the subtleties of it i think a lot of people think you know it's the old school put on a hoodie and hang a nigga by a tree no it's subtle slices it's small cuts it's tiny nicks you know that you get over a period of time and then you look on your body and then you realize oh my gosh i'm actually bleeding everywhere but the blood has been trickling the whole time but you've been bandaging it up you've been patching it up you've been putting neosporin on it you've been trying to do everything you can to ignore the reality of it and you know and the thing about the situation yesterday what was even more fucked up about it she watched us leave oh i forgot to mention yes so after five or ten minutes i'm putting this together i'm like i, I even if we get sad my 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 whole attitude is ruined at this point right. i don't want to eat here um so we get up and leave and we get in the car and then we go to this other spot down the street and we eat there everything's fine and in the car like immediate like maybe a minute after we got out the parking lot i get the the, the text i'm like hey your table's ready oh and and karen's like you know we could go back or whatever and i was like nah i feel like she waited till we left right and then whenever if we would have left a minute in she would have texted me my table was ready she waited till we left saw us leave and then was like okay now text them now that i know they're gone you know and i I, that's how i felt anyway and i like i said i'll never be able to prove it And, and honestly i you know i don't know for sure i'll never know for sure part of being black in america is that racism is so ingrained and shit you you can't know you know well, some white person in this same situation would be like well maybe she's a bad hostess or maybe she was telling the truth or maybe they have some di- weird policy or you know maybe if you went there tomorrow it'll be different i i don't know you know what i mean i really don't know so uh but that's what this story reminds me of is how this woman felt even in something where i can't imagine a way that this isn't racist she felt the same way i felt which is i don't know what do y'all think right and it makes you question shit it makes you think you're hallucinating and it makes you think that it's all in your mind because there are some situations that are just flat out blatant racism there are some situations where you go is this racism not racist because i'm black you know because this that and the other and it's one of the things particularly big uh, like i said we had just left black panther so we was like super black you know as far as the attire we had on you know my jewelry and shit like that so i think that uh that that was the very frustrating part and like other other week when i talked about when our place we eat at all the time mm-hmm. now i'm thinking fuck do i even want to go back there again right i mean because i mean we literally have been eating there like four five six years straight like we go at least once a week one of my favorite places to eat for lunch mm-hmm. but i'm like i don't want to deal with that no more right you just have these moments and it's like i said i it could i'm i'm self-aware enough to know maybe it could be my paranoia i'm not you're gonna trip and be like i'm so infallible whatever i see is how it is and shit and perception is reality maybe i could just be tripping they ain't even thinking about that shit or they just had an off day with service or you know something 
but at the same time i'll never know and that's just gonna bother me forever because i feel like i know what it felt like i know that much correct and it's also one of those things where you're not dealing with somebody who has not actually been me and Rogers have both been in the food service industry so i try to be very considerate of certain situations i can literally because like i said i serve i can walk in the room and go okay it's gonna take us a while because you got the server doing this 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 so i'm very very we're very patient regardless and so you know if we would have been set seated and waited i'd have been fine but for the fact that we actually sat at an empty fucking table y'all right we actually sat at a goddamn empty table one of the tables that they could have served you know but i don't but at the same time we sat at that table and no waiter came over either so maybe there's some i don't know i don't know so i like and i like in the way everyone was sitting they were mostly outside only that one table was inside i i don't i don't know enough to know i don't know but i know enough to know what it felt like and i can leave it at that and i know that you know um this that's what this woman went through you know and this this restaurant the 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 owner was like it was a gift and it was supposed to be funny but it's a tasteless joke so we won't do that again i take full responsibility i saw this gift i didn't stop it It was a lasting judgment and we gotta just deal with that like that's just a thing that's the most you're gonna get he owns the place he's not gonna get sued like these are all steps of escalation i have to take as a black person right more work on you i just wanted a job i just want my daughter to be able to work i don't like i didn't decide to become a fucking activist or civil rights lawyer because my daughter's getting harassed at work or whatever i just want to we should be she should be able to have a job and and not be called halfsy or giving watermelons at fucking work that's not a crazy thing to want right that's inappropriate so uh but yeah uh and i doubt anything will um happen uh Mm -hmm. to them that's probably most you get is an apology and that's Um, if you get that no he apologized okay it's a half-assed apology i mean it wasn't i saw it it was a lapse in judgment i should have said something i'm the owner and i knew better yeah what you didn't and this is what happened and now what restitution is there she gets to work around races again tomorrow right thank you because the behavior don't change in fact a lot of times it gets worse once you report it anyway a hundred mm-hmm same all right let's see what else i want to talk about um uh hmm let me let me check my tags and see what stories i got <laughs> um yeah i guess we we gotta do some white people news today all right let's do some white people news um which means i gotta find a song for y'all because i know y'all love these um <laughs> and put it on the screen so everybody can see it now y'all be just as fucked with as we was in that restaurant after the song come on <laughs> <laughs> and we were mad went down the street to the chinese place and got and 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 the one the we went we went to china no you, we gonna move on we went to chinese place that one little man that man was everything he was the the he was answering the phones doing to-go orders serving everybody he was doing it all and i was like you know what i will patiently wait mister because i understand mm-hmm and he had mom and pop coming from the back serving people right. come on straight out the kitchen like they was like cooking and bringing the food out right. they made that shit work right that was like and it looks like cause we've been there before so i really do think the server must have been sick of called out mm-hmm. so that because he was literally greeting at the door seating tables bringing out menus getting water he was literally like a one-man crew 
kudos to him i you know and for shit like that i would be more than patient for because i understood right at least he said us right away come on didn't tell us a 15 minute wait uh all right See, we gotta wait for him to set up. I'm just a bachelor looking for a partner. <laughs> Someone who knows how to ones you ever had that one was that that, that was not good uh invest y'all's man news white people elected trump let's talk about them in their segment uh trump says it'll be hard to unify the country without a major event 
and by major event i'm sure he's talking some sort of uh terrorist disaster or war or maybe a nuclear bomb or something and i do feel like that's one of the things he's courting one of the reasons that he promotes white nationalism we are the number one terrorist in america one of the reasons that he uh you know courts these tragedies and talks shit about other countries and uh mobilizes for war is because he's thinking that america will unite behind him if we're in a crisis um what the fuck we won't right meanwhile we just had a school shooting and uh he went out there and gave thumbs up i don't see people the only thing i see is people mounting pressure on him and even these kids that sadly are turned into activists because they survived another school shooting right it was like no i'm not taking a picture with him fuck him they're like no even those kids are like fuck him you know ain't no unification going on no it's already divided but you can't blame obama this time right and and they'll find a way to but the thing is is it me or because like i said i kind of watched there hasn't been any pictures of him with the families out has it like you know when obama does these things you normally have pictures come out with him talking with the families like each individual family speaking with the family speaking with the children he went to the hospitals mm-hmm. he took a picture with the staff mm-hmm. but did he take a picture you know did he actually meet any of these families or did he give him a phone call over the pa system yeah he um what's funny is that he um took pictures of the first responders and put a thumbs up at the hospital right i mean it's you know the juxtaposition obviously of him um compared to obama it's kind of an obvious one at this point but i mean it still stands that um you know when you see a person with genuine empathy you know hugging people who've lost their children crying while talking about it um being mocked for crying while talking about it and then we send this guy down here when we have tragedy you know not to mention the horrible unfairness of you know we have kids we love guns and violence so much in america our kids learn active shooting drills right they're active they're active shooter drills on what to do and we expect teachers to jump in front of bullets for kids for low pay no respect um and uh (laughs) it's like we're lucky kid we're lucky that that fucking teachers aren't doing nino brown on these kids at the wedding like you're lucky because we don't respect these kids these teachers we don't want to pay them um we'd rather arm them than to get over the addiction to guns that's literally putting people's kids on the front line of violence we think it's we don't give a fuck about our children yeah because we want the gun we love violence and weapons that much the ability to kill somebody we like that a lot more than we love our kids in america correct and that's heartbreaking but it's the truth uh amorosa breaks down in tears describing trump's white house i don't care Mm-mm. she also went on big brother and said the u.s won't be okay under trump but she was fine working there so i don't know what that means mm-hmm. you were just telling me it would be okay but as robin roberts said she'll tell us that story when she's ready to sell it right and uh while we're speaking on trump also maybe just me how how the president treats his wife matters too mm-hmm. in my opinion because they had a clip with uh them getting off an airplane and he literally bumped his fucking wife like he was trying to football attack her i was like what the fuck is this y'all 50 feet up in the air nigga and you bumping her it matters and it don't 
because she right. chose to be there correct and people try to turn her into a victim oh, and i'm not on board with that but i understand that he's a but we knew he was fucked up towards women before that correct um hold on we gotta go to the next segment before we get cut off we'll be right back guys mm-hmm. um, yeah and I, and I and i guess like i do understand but i think my thing is that double standard you know when it comes to that there's no way in the world obama could did that to michelle and everybody would have been cool with it his entire presidency is a it one come on i mean but you know i think that's the obvious surface level discussion you know what i mean like i don't even think that's i think anyone that hasn't already kind of tackled the idea that you know obama couldn't have done all these things because he's black i think that's such an obvious surface level thing that anyone that would deny that is not even worth talking to correct trump wants to slash food stamps and replace them with a blue apron type program yeah i saw people trying to be like it's kind of a good idea if you think about it let me tell you what this means it won't be blue apron anything he's just trying to bring back government cheese right he's trying to bring back you know when you used to get uh you know uh, trying to bring back lesser quality uh i was gonna say lesser quality food in the mail can fucking horse meat and shit like that that's what they're bringing back they're not gonna bring no fresh vegetables to the fucking Mm -hmm. projects like get the fuck out of my face and if y'all y'all have i say y'all people have to stop believing any of the programs they talk about will be executed in the way that they say they'll be executed he's a master of spinning things and if you you're the charlie brown trying to kick lucy's football if you believe this motherfucker what correct any idea that comes out of that fucking think tank if that's what you want to call it you is it should be immediately looked at as a scam they are fucking scam artists dog he's the major he's a fucking scam artist so the same way that it was like we can handle puerto rico and then you find out who they're giving these contracts to you think they're gonna give um a contract to feed all these people with this quote-unquote blue apron like program you think they're gonna give it to qualified people who've done this in the past will make sure that people get high quality food and fresh ingredients and shit or you think they're not you know you think they give it to the lowest bidder and it's gonna be weeks where people go i didn't get no food this week and nobody gonna give a fuck right right and it's gonna be the cheapest shit they can afford come on uh high in sodium high in cholesterol not good for you rob porter's ex-wife confesses she's fearful for hope hicks who is his current girlfriend in the white house i don't think he'll stop his ex-wife was abused by him and uh, obviously uh uh trump white house knew about it since november and they kept him online on um kept him on, on the job until it was discovered and then they couldn't get their lives straight three different stories arose about how he lost his job he resigned then he was fired then he let go for personal reasons then he and left for personal reasons don't believe you don't believe because no, the stories are too conflicting uh trump's white house released a memo that was very stupid and and transparent ah, um, everything they do is stupid yeah and it was a uh, um it was a memo trying to imply that the fbi inappropriately spied on trump and his his campaign advisor in 2016 and it was obviously wrong and stupid and everybody knew it and then democrats wanted to release a memo that was a direct response to it and he blocked the release of that demo that that memo uh let's see um oh his move to end daca program was blocked by another judge that's good because they're still trying to attack the dream act and um 
shout out to these judges that's like what the fuck you ain't gonna do it's gonna have to go put like this i'm gonna be on the right side of history if it get passed i'm my name is not gonna be attached to that bitch right uh so um and of course they're upset that these activist judges keep saying you can't break the law you mean the judges is like hey my i'm supposed to do the law regardless of what the fuck you want melania and ivanka once again released their own press releases to try to make themselves look good uh they said that they tried to stop president trump from tweeting but no one could do it um yeah one you know that 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 shit comes directly for them to be to separate themselves from him uh but then two um you that's even worse we just wanted to keep this negative bigoted bullshit to us in the house and not tell you guys because then y'all know what kind of asshole he is mm-hmm. and you basically say we all right with his behavior that's that's what that's what you're saying that's one of the things well i do agree with you no you're not a motherfucking victim you marry yeah. him you agree with them and his daughter is ju- daughter and son the, the two that's more prominent not the youngest one just as bad as he is yeah my like melania just a gold digger they got caught up in some bullshit when this nigga decided to run for president and win nobody thought he could come on she's like i just just waiting on this nigga to die to inherit his money i didn't know i had to do all this but i still don't feel bad she Mm -hmm. knew she married a fucking racist piece of shit yes she did in fact she in the grants yep uh another uh white house uh speechwriter david Sorensen resigned friday after being accused of physical and emotional abuse by his ex-wife it's almost as if the white house is full of white supremacists and misogynists it's almost it's almost as if jamel hill was right almost amarosa was fired for using white house car service according to a new report uh, two lies lying care. i don't know what's I, true yeah i don't care maybe it's true maybe it's not both of them be lying trump slammed insecure oprah and says he hopes she runs for president it's so transparent and stupid he's so afraid of oprah for the same reason all the wokes tm are scared of oprah because she could run and win come on and probably do it pretty easily um and she's already said she won't run so such so fucking stupid but um yeah he insulted oprah and um basically tried to uh come at her because she had a panel discussion on 60 minutes well, she talked about his presidency being one year into it and how terrible it was. Um, she said, polls are showing the respect for the United States is eroding around the world. Do you care what the world thinks of the United States? She asked at one point. There have been some members of Congress, including Republicans, questioning his stability and fitness for office. What do you think of that? And do you believe he has temperament to be president? She also asked, do you think the president is held to a different standard when it comes to the issue of sexual harassment? Um, and, of course, he saw it and got mad and said she uh was very insecure and hope she runs so she can be exposed and defeated just like all the others he he's fucking mad man mm-hmm. y'all put this asshole on t- y'all made him president right and she can just she can annoy y'all and just keep it trucking like she living her best white woman of color life she ain't she gonna fuck about what he got to say uh also trump said that the florida students should have done more to prevent the deadly shooting so many signs that the florida student was mentally disturbed even expelled from school for bad and erratic behavior neighbors and classmates knew he was a big problem must always report such instances to authorities again and again the fucking authorities that knew the fucking authorities were warned about his youtube comment them fucking authorities hey sorry 17 year olds that are dead um it's y'all fault you know he doesn't care it has no compassion no empathy no sympathy he doesn't give a fuck about this country do a better job 
you know reporting people and y'all won't be dead right do you wonder why the students are survived are like fuck you no i'm not taking a picture with you right um all right let's talk about white people news the lighter whiter side of the white uh, people news let's do it dog jennifer anderson and justin thoreau have uh called the splits after two years of marriage okay now these are the ones we get to see right yes these are the ones y'all get to see um jennifer anderson and justin thoreau uh she was on friends she was on friends he was on the leftovers most famously for me i don't know what else oh i don't i ain't i don't watch the leftovers i know it's too white yeah it is um but yeah they were plagued with problems in their relationship well before they tied the knot some of the issues that led to their demise actually um the source close to the pair says that anderson and thoreau each preferred different coasts a major source of contention um for the pair uh ever since they became serious living the living issue often became uh made them bicker it was always hard for jen to understand why justin didn't like or at least could learn to like la when she was in la for a long time a couple who dated for more than four years before marrying in 2015 accommodated each other he would spend more time in new york city and then jen feeling so strongly about living in la and disliking nyc so much she wanted him to be happy and that's why she agreed that she should spend so much time that he should spend so much time in new york city but uh it didn't work out one wonders why they got married in the first place nothing really changed after they tied the knot in a surprise backyard birthday party turned wedding ceremony august 5th 2015 a few days before he turned 44 followed by a honeymoon and bore bore with friends such as courtney cox and jimmy kimmel and jason bateman on your honeymoon what what oh let's say you're taking a, a group of celebrities on the honeymoon oh i guess that's their friends i don't know i don't know getting married never seen that important to them says the source when they finally did start to plan it seriously it was more like let's have a great party with all our friends and go on a fun trip they had the same issues before they got married and that caused them to split they announced their split after seven years together and two and a half years of marriage with a statement released by anderson's longtime publicist on thursday in an effort to reduce any further speculation we have decided to announce our separation this decision was mutual and lovingly mutual and lovingly made at the end of last year we are two best friends who have decided to part ways as a couple but look forward to continuing our cherished friendship normally we would do this privately but given the gossip of the industry cannot resist an opportunity to speculate and event and event i guess any event uh oh and invent okay and invent we wanted to convey the truth directly their statement continued whatever else is printed about us that is not directly from us is someone else's fictional narrative above all we are determined to maintain the deep respect and love that we have for one another oh so white mm-hmm shortly before the breakup a source told people that anderson and thoreau's different personalities and interests put a strain on their marriage they are very different people jennifer loves her life in los angeles if and if anything she has grown more attached to being there just not that comfortable or happy in los angeles all the time he loves new york and always has um i can see that being a problem i guess so man a white people problem yeah a white people problem yeah you know it's wild too because like um you know just uh just had bradgelina break up Mm-hmm. and now they broke up like i don't wonder what's gonna happen we'll see um oh we already know that janet jackson confirmed she's not performing super bowl i don't know why that's up there jake paul says logan paul's actions have affected his own brand where we all at <laughs> 
youtube isn't the only brand being affected by the negative press around logan paul's antics his brother is feeling the pressure too and he sided with youtube over his latest punishment during an interview with tmz earlier this week jake paul who's currently embroiled in a fuel with ksi uh and who's faced legal faced plenty of controversy himself in the past several months said he understands why youtube is cracking down on logan paul's account the punishment feels like a lot but i think they know what's best for their platform they treated us amazing over the years my brother needs to get better at determining what you put in his videos kids are watching the trouble began for logan at the beginning of the year when he did the dead body and you know the suicide farce mm-hmm. uh after about a month away he returned to the platform almost immediately found trouble again posting a video of himself tethering a dead rat what that led to youtube to strip away all of his ad revenue and in a recent blog post the site laid out further punishments for content uh creators who harm the community with inappropriate videos including the ability to remove a channel's eligibility to be recommended on youtube and such as appearing on our home page trying to watch next right you over here fucking up and you fucking everybody else's money up mm-hmm. people ain't got shit to do with it and the only reason why i said something because he's like dog i'm trying to make money too you fucking up everybody money yep uh of course jake paul uh had said that um his brother brought his own this is all i mean i'm sorry logan paul didn't respond but jake paul his brother said that logan's antics are hurting his own brand of course he said uh people lump us together so they see him fuck my brother fucking up and they think hey you a piece of shit as well yeah let me have my own. let me put like this let me poke a hole in my own shit shit don't don't let me go down with his bullshit and he has poked a hole in his own shit yes he has uh he's been in trouble for saying the n-word multiple times in a freestyle rap facing accusations of bullying fellow youtubers calling one of his own fans a terrorist but compared to logan paul's recent antics jake paul has kept himself out of trouble for the past month or so and he understands youtube stance against his brother so i get it i do think logan has good intentions and he's a good person i'm his brother i know him the most i get where he's coming from but youtube has to protect their platform he's just one creator on their platform yeah y'all both problematic but you're like i'm not problematic as this nigga mm-hmm. lana del rey stalker 43 was arrested on attempted kidnapping charges after rambling facebook post declares uh they are going to get together what man don't want to be that famous never want to be that famous dog some stalking ass motherfucker on the internet we're gonna be together no we do no we not all right we haven't met we don't know each other you motherfucking telling people on facebook about it i got a restraining order against you and shit right um at any rate police in florida said they arrested a man who threatened to kidnap singer lana del rey after receiving an anonymous tip riverview resident michael hunt 43 was taken into custody on friday after the orlando police alleged he made threats against the musician um okay cool Uh, i thought it was coming up all right article's moving kind of slow uh back to this hunt has been charged with attempted kidnapping with a weapon and aggravated stalking with a credible threat um the 43 year old was arrested at 9 p.m friday even after he was making his way to the amway center where del ray was scheduled to perform that evening so he was on his way wow Mm-hmm. oh that's him oh god he looks scary as fuck yeah he does he looks like a penis with eyes jesus oh that's very scary oh my god oh god uh anyway um they uh arrested him they found a three-inch folding knife on hunt and a purchase ticket to the performance which attracted an estimated eight thousand people 
according to the sentinel police were alerted to the threat after an anonymous source called in to say he shared a cryptic and threatening post on social media toward the singer the police report shows the officers determined there was a concern for public safety and due to the statements posted by hunt victim elizabeth grant was in fear of her safety although the police officials did not release any information detailing the threats the orlando sentinel reported that several facebook posts apparently belonging to hunt professed his love for the 32 year old artist i want to see my queen on friday and from that day forward our decisions will be as one in a separate post he said the singer knows my face in her dreams she's my always and forever to be uh just days before his arrest he was posted a rambling video of himself on facebook in which he talked about his plans to get together with grant i'm going to probably finish out her tour with her obviously and dance and talk and figure out what we're going to do the video also shows they also show him frequently shifting between a myriad of different political topics when looping back to grant and telling viewers that i'm letting my feet rest before i take off with lana hunt was has a long criminal history uh he's served five prison terms including burglary in the occupied structure grant grand theft motor vehicle and grand theft with a firearm according to sentinel hunt was last released from prison in 2014 and served nine months on evading arrest conviction uh yep that's pretty scary meanwhile i have a video of lana del rey hugging a dude that jumped on the stage and interrupted her show so i don't know what's up with her security people she need to call kevin costner from the bodyguard or some shit come on like one, one thing you ain't gonna do now nah, you ain't gonna get that close to beyonce that quit honey they they honey they about uh lynch the motherfucking fan and caught her wig so i know right. that they'll take anybody to get on the stage out mm, that's scary uh paris jackson spent saturday having a low-key evening with friends and family good for paris jackson um the model actress was dressed up in her typical hippie chic as she stepped out with her brothers prince and blanket uh biggie 15 for dinner in beverly hills i always wonder what happened to blanket never see him you always hear about so quiet yeah you always hear about prince and you always hear about paris but you never hear about uh he's like i don't want them problems let me lay up beneath my blanket and just be hid yeah i was like did he change his name you know Mm -hmm he's like i'm here i just don't y'all don't see me uh the 19 year old stress-free saturday comes after unpleasant encounter thursday when the late pop legend michael jackson's daughter was robbed by hitchhikers oh shit how does that happen yeah paris uh wait hold on paris uh donned comfortable layers to the restaurant wearing a pink and gray splatter t-shirt and plaid flannel tied around her waist uh the img rep beauty carried a boho backpack with her while her hair was tied back in a messy ponytail the rising star appeared to be in reverse in a reverse a reserved mood seeing entering the establishment with her arms crossed in an inscrutable facial expression paris was accompanied by younger brother biggie formerly known as blanket who could be recognized with his long dark hair uh older brother prince was also there seeing holding hands with an unidentified female on friday the star vented about the experience while recounting the events on social media for et uh so last night i picked up a couple hitchhikers and one girl was pretty fucked up i mean i remember taking out a pair of my own socks and putting them on her and stopping by a fucking fast food place to get them dinner this bitch fucking stole my debit card dude 
i gave you guys a fucking ride across la and i do my very very best to be the best uber driver ever even though i'm not part of uber and you steal my shit dude what the fuck while the situation was demoralizing a few missing dollars won't be sent pairs to the poorhouse the beautiful blonde and her sibling each earned 250 million dollars when their father's music catalog sold in 2014 and they stay in their hair even more when the years go by mm-hmm. like it's probably in this will you know they probably progressively get money for the rest of their lives basically i hear robin paris jackson y'all ain't shit come on Mm-mm-mm. she ain't bothering nobody uh all right let's do sword ratchetness okay um and then after that we'll talk the black panther spoiler discussion okay A man has been assaulted by a man carrying a sword in North Belfast. Police have appealed for information on an aggravated burglary, which happened in Oakland Street, uh, Oakley Street, shortly after midnight on Wednesday morning. The occupants, a 25-year-old man and a 35-year-old woman, were threatened, and the man was punched. Police say the three men wore baklavas, oh wait, balaclavas, and carried bats and bars. The fourth, who was undisguised, carried a sword. He is described as about 19, 20 years old, five foot seven inches tall, short, dark hair, brushed forward um detective sergeant keith wilson said this fourth male punched the male occupant in the head and the intruders just smashed the front window and fled the scene damn all right guys that's it for the show show we'll talk mm-hmm. about spoilers for black panther real quick right so now's your cue so get the fuck off of here the rest of this ain't for you i don't want to hear no more fucking problems tomorrow y'all spoiled it whatever okay you know bye all right so and black panther this is i guess this has become a controversial thing to say i noticed it the first viewing and especially the second time i saw it um but um it's become a bone of contention on the internet but michael b jordan's character who's the bad guy killmonger Mm -hmm. um he kills people indiscriminately he has like hundreds of fucking tattoos on his chest from all the people he's killed and shit like these brands he's put on himself uh to scar himself to as ritualistic killing or whatever um and you know it's he's the bad guy for a reason he's a villain um some people have kind of taken to doing like the kind of almost like magneto like killmonger was right you know whatever and to me totally fine to say i get it it's 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 funny right a running joke yeah it's kind of a running joke even with magneto i think time has dulled it because he's been around so long and he's not new to pop culture and social media wasn't around then correct but you know he i still remember him um drowning a ship full of of sailors uh so he could get the nuclear weapons out of there uh then he killed all these people you know he's done all all kinds of atrocious shit he has fucked people up right so when you say magneto is right it's obviously a bit facetious you know uh there's been anti-heroes like uh tony montana who people worship throughout like hip-hop and stuff and it's like scarface we love scarface but scarface is also abusive drug addict all this shit right anyway killmonger while being the representation for a certain extent to of uh american blackness in this movie um he's the bad guy he's the villain part of his villain role or whatever is that he indiscriminately kills people and um 
gets off in my opinion on hurting uh particularly uh wakandans and in in that case even particularly some of the women in wakanda uh who happen to be black women i don't feel like he goes out of his way to target black women quote unquote Mm -mm. but i do feel like his treatment of black women is a discussion point in the movie and in a movie that has a lot of depth that has a lot of intention behind it that's written very well it's not like none of this shit is coincidence or casual or happenstance these are decisions made by directors and writers and things of this stuff things of this nature um so somehow it's become i think because people enjoyed his portrayal of the character with michael b jordan i think people have wanted to say that his violence towards black women in the movie is of no concern um which i'm not saying this to pick apart the movie i'm saying this as credit to the movie it's the ultimate compliment i can give it um they basically wanted to balance the toxic masculinity of um killmonger versus the you know more secure masculinity of t'challa you know i think the point of the violence and the glee and the joy that he got in terrorizing black women or at least dismissing them in some cases like this treatment of black women was supposed to be in direct contrast to t'challa who feels that black women are integral to not just his society but to his reign correct you know uh, you have shuri who is the person that does all the technology for wakanda you have uh the leader his general in okay uh okoye uh who is uh the head of dora milaget you have his mother who's of course the the queen uh nakia who's a spy who has a different political philosophy than t'challa who uh talks to him about it and he considers it from jump like even while feeling like uh uncomfortable with changing what was going to be a centuries old isolationist policy to one of outreach even he was listening to her like he doesn't he never dismisses any woman out of hand um unless it's in a joking manner you know like him and sherry have jokes and stuff mm-hmm. but um to me um this is one of the crucial conce- conceits of the movie um and one of the reasons that it's such a beautiful it's a masterpiece because we talk about stuff like toxic masculine we talk about people make jokes about hotel dudes and we make jokes about um what you know um all this stuff and people hate to hear you know these buzzwords and the wokes and all this shit and i'm not really here to try to stretch the truth um but to me it was obvious in my watching of the movie like oh they want to show the difference between killmonger's attitude in general and t'challa's in you know? general right just across the board on how they treat people right consider also the movie is an artificial construct so the movie never puts t'challa in a situation where he would have to fight a woman anyway right um so you kind of don't have to worry about uh they 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 constructed it so we would never have the moral quandary of well sometimes you got to hit a woman to win this fight you know now the thing is t'challa and his people use violence to to solve situations too mm-hmm. so it's not even a case of well we just want to show that killmonger is violent and they're not and that's why killmonger is bad and they're not no um i would even go so far as to say i'm pretty sure people died 
in some of the, the scenes that where they fucked up people's cars and shit like come on a whole casino scene right. some of them didn't make it right so i'm not even saying that it's like some like killing is bad and kill is bad because he killed i don't even think it's going it's that, that far simple. yeah but i do think his execution of violence and his in, indiscriminate consideration and his um lack of um um his his lack of um what would you call it i guess yeah lack of consideration for for uh the 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 women within that wakanda society and stuff i think it does matter and i and and i so i said as much on social media to be like it's kind of fucked up to not even let people consider the tactics and the philosophy of killmonger and how that put him in direct opposition to black women and how casually he killed them and how he actually took joy in it you know when he cut that door miller jay's throat he laughed when he was told he had a heart full of hate by um okoye he laughed at her he smiled in her face when he was going to kill shuri he goes hey princess and before he's about to stab her and kill her um in the garden he picks up this black woman by her throat and chokes her and says when i say that some shit you know i mean it or something like that um now that doesn't mean those are the only people that he said things to he Mm -hmm. seemed to take kind of a um uh a joy in killing that um uh in in beating up uh, t'challa and presumably killing him he definitely took joy in that way you know but it wasn't like ha 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 but it was like he was proving something he's like this your king huh this is you know like um when he kills Shuri, uh, Zuri, Zuri, he kills Zuri because Zuri stepped in the way of him killing T'Challa and volunteered his life because he was the the spy who got his father killed. Correct. And he, before he kills him, he's like, take like take that Uncle Frank or whatever his name was back in Compton and mm-hmm. kills him. So like, even then, he's doing that kind of almost out of revenge. Correct. Um, and obviously, killing T'Challa is a means to get the throne, right? Um but something about the way he smiles the way he laughs the coldness that he killed his lover with earlier in the film um to get to claw where he goes it's gonna be okay and he just shoots her right right through her to kill her um to me those felt like intentional choices the director made to kind of show us a not just um not just a ruthlessness of he'll kill anybody um I mean, not just a ruthlessness of, look at him, he kills black women. Now, I don't feel like mm-hmm. it was that. I feel like it was, he'll kill anybody. And then in juxtaposition with T'Challa, who surrounded himself with these black women that he listens to. And I, and I mean, Coogler's very much like that. You look at his production, you look at his friendship with Ava, all this shit. It, to me, it always felt intentional. So, you know, I brought it up like, yeah, I feel like, you know i mean and in addition to i think multiple viewings will help people because also during the last like monologue he basically says that he's not really about black liberation as much as he's about getting revenge which you know kind of makes the best villains in my opinion the best villains make you have empathy for their original story but then when they unveil what they want in the end that's why they're the bad guy right correct so when he's like i want basically wakanda to burn the world to burn y'all left me behind um you know i fuck y'all basically fuck the whole society i don't care i'll find anybody that would be loyal to you i'll put them in the dirt too 
like he just kind of unveils this master plan of like being hurt that you know y'all took his father away from him he's just a still that hurt boy mm-hmm. when he goes to the spirit plane mm-hmm. he's he turns into that little boy again and he just sees his father which uh you know he doesn't even see the black panther like lineage or any shit you know and his father cries because he's like i should have taken you home because he sees how broken the boy is when he says no tears for me and he's like everybody dies it's just life around here you know um so it kind of shows like the thing that's broken with him versus uh the empathy that t'challa learns and that's one of the beauty beautiful parts of the movie i love conflict that comes down to one person having empathy and trying to heal this other person who's been so hurt that they can't see outside of themselves um and that always reaches me i I love naruto because of that Mm -hmm. like like those fights where it's like like i see you and you and i have been hurt and you have been hurt let me heal your hurt you know let me help you rather than watch you go down this self-destructive path when when t'challa offers to heal him and uh it's such a powerful moment because i think anyone who saw the movie never forget that last line when he's like nah bury me at sea um with the rest of my ancestors that knew that uh death would be better than living in bondage you know like that like that line uh but yeah a lot of his hurt was disguised as this pro-black liberation rhetoric that was really more about his pain inside and his you know being taken his father being taken from him this country to having his his back turned on him and shit like that right but part of that also was displayed by his callous disregard at best for black women's lives versus t'challa's um pretty much uh motivating one of his motivating sources being the to listen to and protect the black women you know in his life you know and those black women being capable badass women that weren't on the sideline you know uh still okoye's like loyalty to the throne and the conflict that she experienced you know um and the betrayal of that nigga uh wakibi uh mm-hmm. the worst nigga in the world mm-hmm. wakabi yeah he won't be her love no more that nigga was a cornball i know he drove her car when he dropped off at work anyway um <laughs> the point but the point being like people uh got in my opinion like upset at the notion of people considering the movie uh beyond just you know these very simple he was a good guy he was a bad guy yeah thing. they want to be simplistic when it's not it's layers to it yeah the movie purposely doesn't have simple layers right and i saw people trying to go to it's just a movie it wasn't just a movie a week ago when y'all were talking about this is what representation matters this is why we need these heroes uh look how much money it's making it's showing it's an example for black hollywood um it's okay to consider the movie beyond that and more importantly it was designed to be so um now i had this just this feeling i thought it was obvious i didn't think i i swear to god i wasn't going i'm gonna turn the timeline up i was like oh yes obvious the treatment of black women from the bad guy is completely juxtaposed against t'challa doesn't mean that he was out here going i just want to be you know like i saw someone say he was chris brown with military training i'm not going that far i don't think like i don't have anything inflammatory to add to it right i just think the 
it was an examination in black masculinity and what the fuck um we consider good and bad and one way to be to there's a way to want patriarchy and to want to dominate and to want to be the oppressor to be on top that's why we call those dudes hotels those that's how they got that label of i just want to be the black oppressor mm-hmm. you know i want to rule people but with black people black men right, on top the same way white people did us right specific and specifically black men on top he didn't want wakanda as a whole he wanted his, even his vision that i feel was a lie but even in that vision that vision was of a black man led wakanda waging war on the world that's mm-hmm. what he was gonna do um and you know even when he took the throne the way he denied um okay okoye's um counsel you know the way that um like i say he choked the woman in the garden um like even kind of the demeaning of uh the queen's um title and what he's hey honey which is hilarious you know of course i'd love a hey honey shirt you know what i mean like but uh <laughs> but like even that stuff it was like he was kind of demeaning like to to women in general um um even the uh the way that he for daniel kaluuya's character wakabi the way he aligned with that dude he didn't yeah. disrespect him Mm-mm. you know like and that dude fell in line which you know black men are willing often do come on another great message in them in the story you know how this brother resigned like sided with this dude out of his lust for revenge and patriarchy right over his lover over okoye who was the strongest woman in the fucking movie and he 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 sides with this dude he met about two hours ago you know um it was like it's an amazingly powerful narrative i think people will get to these layers if they stop denying it or stop feeling so fucking insulted that there would be depth in this black movie that a comic book movie would would dare to try to touch on a lot of uh cultural touchstones in the same film but um i think the way that conflict is handled with women in the film it does matter the way Mm -hmm. that women are used in the film as opposed to being a part of something and being basically seen as either in the way or like get down or lay down i think it does matter you know i think the fact that you don't the absence of a code is still a code yes it is so even in your i don't look he'll just kill anybody i don't see what the problem was you say that but if he killed like a kid y'all would feel different y'all know that there's certain people that if you kill them if you if you glorify get glee in killing them we then turn and go that's not a good guy that's not an anti-hero anymore that's not a you know he was a villain and he was purposely a villain like and people wanted to have fun and say you know he was right and shit i don't i don't begrudge them and i don't Mm. i want to be clear i'm not trying to take away their fun or their joy right it's just times have changed before social media just imagine saying magneto was right but we had twitter in 1965 or whatever the fuck you know like no y'all wouldn't have been y'all would not have said it because i would have been like we would have had to consider it we used to didn't have to consider these things right the people who didn't want to get on board or didn't have fun or didn't like this shit they just didn't they just didn't exist in your head if you didn't meet them or know them then it was like i can say magneto was right i can say whatever and i can be fine with that i can say saw Gerrera was right from uh the last star the star wars movie before last mm-hmm. 
i can rogue one i can say that while not being like obviously i don't agree with terrorism and shit you know but i think because people have gotten themselves in some woke ass circles now when you say these things you have to worry about the clap back so instead of saying well obviously i don't mean that i'm just having fun you know everybody changing the name to killmonger and shit like that because mm-hmm. they idea with they they uh identify with his revolutionary right there's nothing wrong with that yeah instead of just being like well obviously uh dude might have had some issues with women instead of saying that it's shut the fuck up fuck you don't talk about it that's such a weird response to me because people don't want to have a discussion and i also i think too and we talked about this earlier it's a lot of dudes that relate with killmonger and the way that he treats women and the way that he wants to overtake white supremacy like they really relate to him and when people talk about him and begin to challenge and begin to dissect the character they take it as a personal attack on them themselves and their masculinity and i I mean plenty of women baby plenty of women were defending it too like a lot i believe that there's plenty of women defending hotels right and there's probably women chris brown fans shit like that i i I mean i i guess easier to dismiss but to not even want to discuss it to not even let somebody be like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i noticed that so here's the thing that got me though right because uh even someone brought up negan in the chat even with negan i know people i have people got negan shirts and stuff but i remember for with negan people were like he's a rapist he puts those women in situations and i said see that's a thing that when you wrote the book walking dead if i got a negan t-shirt i'd have to worry about Mm mm-hmm but at social media is caught on a lot more and you say this shit now and there are people that will point out and i don't disagree with them right you put these women in some very dire straits and be like you can sex your way out of it it's not exactly a can a a completely consensual thing and i you know but people get mad as fuck about the idea of you spoiling their good time by raising that this thing exists in this fictional world you know right um but it's so but and i'm and i'm okay with like i understand that impulse Mm -hmm. but you're not right you're wrong and it was funny because i you know people were in my mentions upset about it and i'm like you know one dude was like you're projecting i said i'm not projecting i didn't make up that he literally laughed when he cut one of these women's throat i didn't make up him smiling when she said your heart is full of evil i didn't make up him saying hey princess to shuri i didn't make up him telling this girl it'll be okay and then killing her i didn't make up these moments i didn't make up him choking that woman in the garden either i didn't make up these moments now you may feel like i'm cherry picking these moments you know but i didn't feel like he delighted in killing claw uh even the woman that died from um in the people who died in the museum he didn't kill those people he did not Claw came in and shot those people right and he asked claw why did he do it he said why he's like why why didn't you just shoot the dude right here you know so like i don't think that um there was there was like and it's a turn right it's a villain turn later in the movie he's more evil so you know and he's becoming more of i'm just i i'm coming under these false pretenses of wakandan supremacy and i really meant i'm gonna fuck the whole world up because my the world is fucked up to me so everybody can die you know so these are very key moments that i don't know if people just missed them or if they're being up to some purpose or what the thing that vindicated me though Raina april who everybody knows oscar so white mm-hmm. um 
so she's kind of gotten to really be around the cast and they've done some she had brunch dinners that she's seen interviews with them you know they've been doing a lot of stuff uh was she confirmed that at brunch they asked one of the dora miller j and ryan coogler and stuff about this and it was like yes that's what happened we wanted killmonger to be viewed as abusive towards women in a or at least violent towards women in a way that t'challa definitely is not as as that juxtaposition you know it's a part of the movie it's a part of the examination of masculinity it's a part of the the way that when you measure masculinity in dominance and violence as opposed to cooperation and learning and listening um which doesn't mean that t'challa is any less of a man doesn't mean he's not violent doesn't mean he's not a hero or any of this shit but this is the difference between your hero and your villain there has to be some difference this is not a movie with two heroes you know at some point the bad guy gotta go too far else you walk out the movie being like i don't know felt like the the, felt like it was two heroes and the heroes lost this ain't civil war Ah! you know what i mean this is different and it was kind of um sad to see people refusing to recognize something that even the artist would say i put in this piece for you to see it, it, it felt so sad to me to see people hop on my shit on some like i can't believe you would say that like i can't believe you didn't see what was what was there for you to see it wasn't it wasn't hidden it wasn't a mystery no so what is it in yourself that is so insecure about having this realization i, I and this is just me just talking in general i think when people seen this movie people saw what they wanted to see you know how you can show multiple people the same thing and everybody comes out with something different people seen a lot of the things that you've seen because you know a dude was in my facebook dms this morning baby i'm not saying no names but he wanted me to like explain to him you know like what about this what about that i'm like bruh it's just my opinion and your opinion is valid and if you don't agree you're inclined to disagree i'm not angry at you or anything but you have to understand to me this is not a let's debate this it's in the movie on purpose for us to see i want more people to see it because i feel like that shit is so like that's the shit that we excuse because we're like well he just will kill anybody well yeah but there's varying degrees of killing people that we think are worse you know if you if if he was killing people in fucking wheelchairs or blowing up hospitals we'd be like yes that's worse you know it, it is different you know there's also people that think him and nakia had the same well they both were kind of had the same vision but t'challa didn't listen no 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 they don't have the same vision no they didn't one dude wants to start a war that will burn the fucking earth to the ground the other person wants to reach out with diplomacy and outreach technology and education to marginalized people around the globe to help them um you know kind of expand themselves and and to gain some footing on the ground and help black people everywhere he wants to arm black people and have them kill folks who he gonna send them guns to dr umar said he like who the fuck he gonna kill these send these guns to like like it does matter the difference between all the, all these things are in the movie and that's almost as if you if you examine it the way we i can't tell what niggas want do you want me to not examine it with the reverence that i have for star wars for come on for for, for what i consider to be cinematic classics where i'm like oh you can find more depth the more you watch it the deeper this shit goes oh my god it's so beautiful should i not want to to get every morsel of 
of entertainment and thought from this project that is years in the making uh one of the only of its kind should i not want that so you can be comfortable because all i'm doing is musing you can ignore me you don't i don't like it doesn't matter what i think if you don't want to have this thought if you just want to go it was they was punching each other comic books didn't leave me out of it it didn't what why is it threatening to you that i would examine it any further than that i several things number one and i say this and i will always consider to say this a lot of people don't have and they don't exercise critical thinking skills and i think when people see those comments because a lot of people even women are we got to protect the black men at all costs like 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 that's the group of people that's kind of jumping at you Mm. you how dare you criticize the black man how dare you say a black man was wrong how dare you say a black man wasn't right how dare you say a black man they won't black man due to the same oppressive shit that why how dare you and you have a lot of that group that's coming out of the woodworks now like i said before you can know them niggas but they come because of the internet they come out of woodworks now finding and seeking people to argue with and debate with because at the end of the day this is how they feel about every fucking thing you know how you know that group of people don't care how women are treated let's just keep this real they don't care about the mistreatment of our society you know they don't care about this shit well i i just want to say i know the people that replied to me some of them they're not all like that no no they're like not. it wasn't just the hotel dudes or the or the like pick me chicks like these some of these people otherwise seem to be pretty up on shit you know at least understand some levels of feminism and womanism and shit like that but in this particular situation it's like they were almost insulted at the idea that the bad guy could have been bad in multiple ways other than just the simplistic and, i'm a bad guy and you know we everybody has a blind spot and no matter how woke you are no matter how on top of shit you are no matter how much you read no matter how many speeches you give no matter how much you try to stay everybody has a blind spot and for a lot of people they feel like this is my shit this is the way i love it like i love it this particular way and if you don't love my black shit the way i love my black shit i have to defend it like i can't just let you enjoy your shit the way you enjoy your shit i can't let you have it your way and me just go oh i don't agree with you and keep it trucking there's something within me there's an insecurity within me there's something that that strikes up within me that makes me want to say something to you regardless of how irrational regardless of how illogical regardless of how intelligent i am this is and and i think it has in my opinion has to do with this just being black shit that everybody loves because i think if this would have been something else with some white folks most of the people wouldn't have said nothing to you they wouldn't have had a comment they wouldn't most people would have went on about their way but because this is something that strikes a chord within the black community people feel like they have to say something and they feel like they have to defend it because it's something that goes against whatever it is within them and they feel like if you don't agree 100 percent with me there's something wrong with you not that there might be something wrong with my opinion and that's okay i think that sometimes people take things personal sometimes that aren't meant to be out there as personal it's wild because the fucking director is like this is in the film it don't matter and niggas are mad at me for noticing it's in the film like maybe you should check yourself and be like yo why don't i want to examine that a film that is extremely focused on the placement of black women in the narrative would also make a statement by the 
bad guys disregard of black women in the narrative narrative i didn't say he targeted black women i didn't say he only kills black women i'm saying he is specifically callous and brutal towards them as as anyone else for a man who claims to be pro-black for a man that claims to be pro-wakanda he is much more he is brutal he is laughing he is smiling and the fact that that is on the screen and we as black people see it and don't even notice it to the point where we get angry that someone would notice it right something that was placed in the film for us to notice to see every detail this is what the fuck they crafted this narrative on purpose you know what i mean they want us to see it and you have people angry that you would dare examine it 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 bothers the fuck out of me yeah and and i think that and from my perspective because the way your mind ticks and the way you think i think for a lot of people you have a lot of people coming from a perspective where where the right wrong or indifferent and sometimes i understand they're like they'll put you in the same group as people that always complain about black shit but you're not one of them it's like sometimes they they can't separate the right. groups i'm saying like, i like, love this movie. Right, right but but right. In, but in their mind they can't separate the because like i say you don't you, you you don't exercise and you don't really have the nuance to actually particularly with social media it's not designed for that particularly twitter you saying that statement is the same as somebody else saying something and they actually mean that shit and because yeah. in their mind i can't tell the difference of if you're joking or not or if you mean it or not they lump you in the same group as right. as the people that's coming forth and talking about the movie ain't shit. I hate it. It don't represent black people. No, no, no. You actually love the movie. You said you love the movie. You expressed that enough, and you're going because of this. This makes the movie even better. Right. It like like it has a deeper concept to me. And I think for a lot of people, they kind of pick and choose your words. Right. And 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 and, and, and I, I've never. I didn't say he targeted black women. Right. But yet I have people going. Well, I just take issue with you say he targeted black women. I didn't fucking say that. Right. But 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 you know that, what I mean. But, but that's not the thing because of the way social media is designed, they can do that. They they can pick things and say, I'm taking this one segment off probably this fifty tweet thread you posted they take that one thing or either people have retweeted several different things you have said all day long and it hit somebody timeline and they go well oh this is that hotep nigga or whatever when that when it's not you yeah it's like it's basically in my opinion the balance in this movie is masculinity without the combination of the feminine is weak correct it is not it it is all bravado it is not true power it's anger without control you know that's the difference to me that's the message underlying it that's the message i think they want us to see and 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 in in our ability to try to simplify it down to something that has no depth i think we do the movie a disservice we do the artist a disservice we do the writers a disservice we do the director a disservice we do the actors portrayal a disservice you know we and, and it is and i don't understand what the insult of saying yo this black shit is deep as fuck i don't understand how the fuck that is an insulting to anyone if not that is me saying the movie is better than you fucking even can imagine watch it again and look at it through a different lens and you'll see like this the, the it's not about him targeting black women it's about this one character who is his opposite basically and how his the only way he could win was through his inclusion of black women throughout it like this one dude basically tried to do it without black women 
he's like i can i'm just gonna do this shit me and this this one group of niggas with the rhinos we got this and the other dude was like yo we can't there is no win without everybody and when he even tried that patriarchal moment of like because t'challa's still a man right right so he's still like that's one of the things they kept in the movie that was so good it's also in the comics is one of the things i love t'challa's still a dude and while wakandan culture does have like an elevation of women compared to other cultures he's still a dude so he has these mo- these man moments and one of them was when he told them like yo take care of my mom uh shuri um nakia i i'm gonna do this by myself i'm gonna go there and they was like no nigga that's stupid we we gonna help you you obviously need help you can't do this by yourself and that's the kind of thing where he has to listen the the fact that this whole um journey was from t'challa being a wakandan an african to being black just across the diaspora blackness the unifying quality of blackness the fact that that's what the movie theme was for him for his personal journey that came from nakia in the beginning that's who he listened to at the end he did exactly what the fuck she said they need to do also in an effort to uh keep her with him so she could be his queen like that shit is right there but instead i got motherfuckers more upset that i would notice that what well, is one dude in just a position did a lot of shit funky right, <laughs> you know right, what i mean and, and that boils back to what i was saying before some people think all some people think black critique of any kind is some people just reject it right you know and that's the reality of it some people think that it's black it's black and we've seen it before we've seen and i haven't read a lot of them but y'all read black comic books that y'all said this shit is trash and just because yeah. it's black don't mean i need to support it or this movie is trash and just because you have some people they i'm black y'all i'm black and black and i'm black y'all and don't you dare criticize anything right. black and don't you dare say something to be about how our shit ain't perfect how our shit ain't together they don't want to hear any critiques it's they don't wild hear though anything. it's wild though because this ain't criticism right like not in the way not in the way of i'm trying to take this movie down a notch i'm being critical it's criticism in the definition of criticism which is literally like i'm looking at it critically examining it and saying look at this nugget look at this look at this thing we didn't think about look how deep this shit can be and i don't i don't know if it's just like our culture has such an issue with worshiping toxic black men that we like or toxic men i shouldn't just say black men looking at toxic men and in this case black men and kind of a suede like kind of pushing it to the side like yeah but it's kind of like the whole me too thing where it's like i mean sure aziz and sorry but i like his show i mean it ain't like he harvey weinstein and it's like that's kind of the feeling it's like y'all acting like he ike turner i'm like i'm not acting like he's ike turner i'm saying the nigga don't give a fuck but it, it's in direct contrast to T'Challa who does which is the mainstay that that's what makes him that's what makes T'Challa the hero and this guy the villain it's more than just he's the bad guy because he's against T'Challa he's it's the way they move throughout this world that deeply emphasizes the good versus the bad here you know what I mean and yes you can still wear your Killmonger was right shirt I ain't mad at you bro you know what i mean i get it but it's still like but if i talk about this movie when i talk about how fucking great it is i'm gonna talk about it all 
you know what i mean it's like when you talk about a, a song you like and this nigga was on the drums and this motherfucker played guitar that's how i feel about this fucking movie like it's that good it deserves to be talked about beyond just good guys punching bad guys and that's okay yeah and also it boils back into the cancellation culture because you have a lot of people that are in these woke groups who mm-hmm. they don't want to be looked upon like this a lot of people don't want to go fuck it i agree with this dude it don't mean it don't mean the shit he did wasn't fucked up right but i want to wear my killmonger i want to make these jokes and right. it's all right but because you have ingratiated yourself with a lot of these woke crowds and a lot of these woke friends anything you say that's contrary to them not all of them but a lot of them are in that cancel culture get a fuck away from me yeah we ain't friends no more i don't want to have shit to do with you because we disagreed you know and there's no nuance to the relationships online for a lot of people it's like like you said everybody find their tribe and some people's tribes are online like for some people mm-hmm. you know they might not have a lot of friends in real life but when they go online it's this whole new world open up to them and a lot of people are scared so they will fight and defend it tooth and nail because they don't want to give up their power of saying i uh believe or i think that this character is funny i want to crack my jokes because even when um because you have to think about movies you know like breaking bad how many people love that fucking white dude right you know uh the sopranos how many people love him and how many people go the shit they did was fucked up but i understand right. you know when it comes to those actors it's a nuance there it's right. a it's a oh i can understand it's a you know because it's not black cinema so for some reason people separate themselves out of it and and they'll go well we can have nuance about tony soprano we can have nuance about, and there's some people that would defend that shit right. to the death don't get me wrong because people act like it's an it's a assassination of the movie when i'm it's the opposite right and right. i know there are some people out there that are like completely awesome like fuck this movie i'm gonna be contrary and i'm gonna tell y'all it ain't shit fuck them people i'm not ta- i'm not one of those people i'm not saying that this i'm saying it's such high art we should consider it the same way we consider shakespearean shit because it can because it has depths in there that are meant to be celebrated and explored that way and instead i'm met with reductionist ass like don't bring that up and like i said i feel affirmed because when fucking the director and the cast are telling me that it's in the movie and i ain't crazy y'all can all kiss my ass you know what i mean because it's right fucking there so don't tell me like i'm looking too far into it they put it in there to be looked for so that so maybe you're not looking far enough in yourself and you can take what you want to from the movie but leave me the fuck out of this shit um if you if your delusions you know what i mean because i see this is one of the problems right people want to be so fucking good quote unquote uh for like their image of the internet and shit and i'm not that way you know i enjoyed chris rock's last stand-up special chris rock's last stand-up special got rape jokes in it it's got some misogynist comedy it's got some comedy about hitting your kids and shit like that i don't need you to think of me as a good person by what i view i go that's problematic that's fucked up i understand how you might not think that's funny i understand how you don't get off on that and i respect that opinion and i'm not gonna try to change it or defend it i still enjoyed it and i can't i won't apologize for finding enjoyment in something sorry you know what i mean like i like i can't like i can't take back that i did enjoy this thing i can't take back that i watched the walking dead in this extremely violent show i can't take back that i watched game of thrones and so game of thrones has all types of abuse towards women there's no people of color in it i i understand that there are problems with these things while at the same time being like 
i've enjoyed these things but i feel like a lot of people can't do that so it's like i enjoyed it therefore it's perfect therefore you may not say anything i like this character therefore that character is perfect everything they did was right there was no there was nothing to it to be examined and i'm like but what fun is the world like that right but also when you're dealing with the internet i've realized in my opinion is that people are brands and once you really get down to what the people's brands are you'll understand for some people regardless of if they like it or how they feel they have to have a certain stance like no matter what they have to have a certain stance because they can't go contrary to their brand right and you are not quote-unquote own all the time and that's not your brand as far as who you are but when you have people where their brand is you know i gotta bang every morning i gotta be angry every morning i gotta find out what's the hot take of the day i gotta talk shit about these white folks or whatever or, or, or right. whatever you got to do and like, i don't this is the shit they do every day and i don't do the performative like guys my problematic fave is you know that shit where it's like you're trying to put this fucking prerequisite before you're about to tell somebody you enjoy something you're a fucking human being you're not special everybody enjoys some shit that ain't perfect because the people who make it ain't perfect that's okay you know what i mean even if i would have found if ryan cooler would have got asked about this and been like well actually we didn't even mean for that to happen i still would have been like well that's what i got from it intentional or not i find that to be the fucking deepest examination of black masculinity i've seen in a long time on the screen and i'm thankful for it appreciate you ryan coogler i would still feel that way but i wouldn't be walking around like fuck y'all y'all don't know what y'all talking about if he would have said i ain't mean to do it hey he ain't mean to do it but the fact that he said the opposite niggas owe me an apology or something because the motherfucker like it's in there what the fuck are you even mad at me about now right and that's the thing a you're never going to get an apology and b similar to brand some people are always on like they're always on you have some people across the internet you will never know who these people are they don't share any personal information about themselves they don't tell you anything about them every time you see them it's always about whatever their brand is like they, they are always in presentation mode they're always in representation right. mode and because you actually share who you really are mm. people have a tendency to attack people that are open people have a tendency to attack people that are real you know you do have people that rally and support but because a lot of people are so fake out there right. you know when people actually do does share something and it's true and it's real and it's from the heart everybody don't react well to that how dare you come out here and pour your feelings online what the fuck is wrong with you yeah i said that it was a deep examination uh and i like that kugler put it in the movie for us to even like see these two versions of masculinity and slowly deconstruct one till we see how savage and wrong it is slowly like you don't just start off like look how fucked up this dude is he started off with a good point you like those are the best villains all the best villains you end up in the last final frame going oh okay yeah this nigga gotta go you know what i mean like it's that's the best feeling to me the best writing isn't i start off and i'm like this nigga's a evil motherfucker like all the other marvel villains for the most part in frame one they're like i'm evil (laughs) right you can see straight through it like in this joint we got a, a compelling villain that i mean I'm, I'm down to the fucking third act and i'm like i don't know dog maybe he need to win know, you know you know i don't what I mean? know like chachala might take this hell he might come back and captain you know in right. uh in avengers and they might bring him back then like when they show the fucking like kid him in the vision come on and you dog. see how fucking 
fractured and broken that boy was at that age and they and i think the lack of the mom in the movie for him was a clear sign of like we want to show an absence of femininity in this boy's life at all so you can see what this lack of this does to a person Come and on, what this develops no. you into and how this is not a good example of how to follow and so many people need to see that i'm so glad kids are seeing that shit right i'm so glad uh young women are seeing this other version um we you know the, you, it's almost like you told a fable we, you took a story from a comic book and you turned it into like yo this is what black cooperation looks like this is what black unity looks like and then this shit is just when niggas are running roughshod like black men should be in charge whoever can beat everybody ass should be in charge i should be able to tell everybody what to do and if you don't like come kick my ass we see that all the time on social media and stuff come on but here's a display on the screen it was just so fucking it was so fucking deep like i said i feel uh you know to me these people that were so like trying to shut me down for even talking about this no different from the motherfuckers that was like you cried in the movie and harassed me that night too i don't give a fuck that you're on the left now you couldn't let me fucking discuss how i feel about the movie without trying to chastise me about the shit so i i feel like that shit was super good super deep i can't i'll probably go see it in theater again like is that fucking good um and i'm gonna get it on blu-ray and all that shit yeah and i'm and i'm gonna talk about this movie for years and i'm gonna treat it like the magnum opus that it fucking is because it deserves that either it deserves the praise or it don't but don't fucking tell me it's just that simple when it's not you know what i mean like if you want to keep it that simple you can i'm not gonna tell you what to do i didn't hop in nobody's mentions talking about this movie and see that's the thing you mind your business they it's, it's like they come at you instead of just letting you be because that's the thing you and me we let other people be right. y'all love shit that i'm like that's some bullshit but what i don't do is hop in your timeline and be like fuck that show fuck that i just let y'all be happy some chick told me um fucking because i was like he had this this depth and nuance and he showed how killmonger was so brutal um eventually because of how he treated women and shit and like like it was a there's a level to the fact that him about to kill a 16 year old girl right that if you don't see that as any different i don't know what to tell you because he has a he doesn't see it as a difference we as an audience are supposed to be like this nigga's out of control right if you don't have that in you something up with you you know if you're just like well it's all the same to me well niggas it's to me it's not all the same and i'll i'll be that but that was supposed to be a moment that made a fucking difference we were supposed we were supposed to be like yo this dude needs to die right (laughs) and 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 the thing and you make me think about the thing about uh him trying to kill that sister take it all the way back to the first act when t'challa was about to fuck that little boy up and she was like no he's a kid what stopped him from beating up that little fucking up that little that kid that woman the kid she said he was he was taking prisoner just like we were like it's the levels here are they're here for examination if you want to come join me um you know what i mean if you want to get on that level it's right there but if you just want to be there to say fuck it uh, it don't matter to me to have a good time just don't come get mad at me for having the fucking fortitude to, to go a little deeper to be like i enjoyed it on that level and i enjoyed it on another level too the best marvel movie they ever made in my opinion it is so i'm not so to me i'm willing to talk about it 
deeper than that the same way that i talked about fucking civil war and the sokovia accords and what does that mean for unilateral power and international like i talked about that shit on twitter motherfuckers were like it's just a comic book movie stop talking about this what you mean captain america did like fuck out of my face man i'm talking about it because it's good and and what frustrates me people go to is just the movie to dismiss shit and it's fucking frustrating because people don't realize these are the same taxes as used when we're trying to have nuanced conversations about other shit when you out here crying about another black man dying in the street people come at you using this same tactic you got to understand that these tactics mean things to people and you can't do it and use it on other people and act like you doing it is different yeah so anyway man i wanted to get that off my chest on the show um you know in a place where we could talk about spoilers and stuff and hopefully people enjoy it because i really feel like it's a prescient point and i think people are doing a movie a disservice by feeling like they can't discuss that or discussing it as a detriment to the movie when it's the exact opposite of that correct but i wanted to at least express my point in a place where i could talk to people that at least understand because you know social media is designed to kind of also be taken out of context and arguing correct people come at it with i'm gonna make this a debate when you're not trying to debate it um and i i wanted to express the nuance of this point because what'll happen is people will hear this and then come at me and go so you think he targeted black women so you think he only hit black women he only killed black women i'm like no he just didn't make an exception and that in itself is the point you know he had no room for any you know that that like room for anybody yeah we can't be kind of he's not an anti-hero he's a villain and that's okay a villain but it used to be a time where you didn't have to worry about not about people examining your statement about i like this villain hey i got a tony montana poster in my house nobody walks in your house and goes so you got a poster of a dude that is a drug addict abuser of his wife and kill people because it, it just was a different time right, i got a scarface post on my yeah, that's wall what I'm saying. right yeah that, that it is a different time you know but things have changed and accordingly now you can hear the other side of that just ignore it if you don't like it right which is fine because i didn't tell you not to like that nigga you know what i mean i still think it's a, one of the greatest portrayals of a villain on the screen i don't like i don't care joker was blowing up hospitals I, y'all niggas still got joker shirts what no one's mad stop trying to bend the world to your fucking will and just be like okay people gonna feel that way they just some people gonna see my shirt and get fucking mad i don't it's okay i guarantee some of these shirts this shirt right here i bought to make people mad oprah 2020 because i know niggas gonna be like oh god not her not celebrity we need to get away from this i don't care that these niggas are mad take the joke or don't <laughs> it's that simple when i get my killmonger shirt take the joke or don't it's fine but i will also sit down with you and discuss how his version of masculinity the statement that kugler made and the crew and production the writing staff made is one of the greatest statements on toxic masculinity we're gonna ever have because it's so subversive but if you don't want to have that discussion then just kill manga was right enjoy the shirt i ain't mad at you i ain't that's the thing that's the thing we not mad it's just for the fact that a lot of people get wrapped up in their own emotions and for the defendant and a lot of times when people come to these conversations they come with their own agendas their own right. hurt their own pain they come with all this other stuff wrapped up and want you to explain it quote unquote to them right. where you're like that's that's not my job dog i'm not making you think ignore me i didn't Correct. you know it, I, like i said don't take my words out of context 
i have a nuanced point you can hear it if you want to but you probably don't want to hear it which is why you're trying to shut me down leave me the fuck alone then because yeah. i'm gonna keep talking ain't shit you can do about it i changed my name on twitter to unblock you because i will block the fuck out of your ass i don't care i've been blocking people all day you know what i mean like just join the club it's a bunch of you motherfuckers mad so all right man uh we'll be back tomorrow this is a very late edition uh we'll be back tomorrow uh thank you so much for listening you mean we'll be back later on today right oh man three hours wow all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.